Some of the content of Patriots Unfiltered may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The world's original podcast. Welcome to Patriots Unfiltered. And then the snow really started coming down. So I don't know if it was just late. I think it just yeah. depended where you live. We were, I think, um, near the near the coast. Well, you're on the water there, Paul. Yeah. Well, you're not. You live on the Cape. Yeah. Mr. Cape Cod. Well, Cape. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Slade Bolden. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's been in the league. You know. No, he hasn't. He I know cut. he wasn't drafted, but he wasn't in a UDFA anywhere. He was, and he got cut. Oh, okay. So he was in the league. Yeah. Okay. At which point they found somebody face down on their bed in their full clothes. Remember that was me, Matt, in Philadelphia? <laughs> <laughs> he used to drink Mountain Dew to hydrate. Because uh, oh, exactly. he didn't know. Like he, he, like he thought, well, I'm hydrating. It's the yeah. Paul Perillo trainer. The blueberry colada. Not Take what it. I pictured that, your Dunkin' order to be. That was uh, for Will. Yeah. When sure. he was like, I don't drink any of this. They made it like a coffee. Uh, it was like a coffee colada. Don't she know you don't drink those? No, it wasn't for me. It was for Will, and Will Lady, was do like, "You know who I am? You're so incompetent." Will- this is Patriots Unfiltered, fueled by Duncan. All right, welcome to Patriots Unfiltered. It is Tuesday here at Gillette Stadium, and the gang's all back in the studio. It's Deuce, it's Evan, Deuce and Evan back from the combine. Paul, myself, Matt in the booth, and. Uh, like I said, uh, Deuce and Evan are back from the Combine, so they'll have their war stories, their breakdowns of what their takeaways are from the Combine. We also want to talk about what's going on in the league, rumors about Derek Carr going to the Saints. What does that do with the Jets and Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers and all that stuff? So, uh, you know, there's a lot to talk about in terms of the quarterback movement. Uh, franchise tag is coming up today at 4 o'clock. The, the, uh, yeah. Tony Pollard is getting getting whacked here. Yeah, one one year, ten million. So there's a lot going on. Um, so we're in the thick of it. Should be a good show. But I, off the top, uh, Deuce and Evan, you know, um, how you doing? Have you recovered? Oh yeah, no, yeah, it was good. We had a couple of days to, to regroup, but that was it was cool. I mean, we, the first couple of years I went, I only we only went till I think Thursday, so. You know, we stayed the full time and we're able to – I mean, I think now you have to because they put the quarterbacks, the wide receivers, and the tight ends um, on Friday, which uh, I was actually talking – I don't know I don't know if uh, if Fitzy and Andy's show qualifies as one of your shows, Paul, because I feel like – It does. I've done there that are show two, many times. <laughs> there are two former dance partners that we uh, we switched up, and, and now I dance with Paul and, and Fitzy and Andy dance together. Um, but they moved the quarterbacks, the wide receivers, and the tight ends on Friday, so then they worked out Saturday. So when we were leaving Saturday – you were just seeing all kinds of NFL fans streaming into the area, going to Shapiro's, walking over to, to Lucas Oil Stadium. So I think from you know like kind of a marketing standpoint, that's why they did it to get those skill positions on display there for a Saturday. And, and a lot of families going. I don't know if they charge for tickets or anything, but it, they look like uh, look like a good time. So it seems like they're trying to expand it a little bit. I think we're another year in Indy, but uh, but overall, yeah, it was it was good time. Tons of guys just rolling them in. Are they still doing the thing at the combine where you know? public can come and watch and you have the radio that you can listen to commentary. Oh, I don't know about the radio. I mean, I'm sure people probably are streaming NFL Network to listen to the, the yeah. fine work that, that Rich Eisen and Daniel Jeremiah were doing. Um, but I, I'm not sure to that. But there were, you know, good cross-section of fans. We saw a, uh, we went to Shapiro's on our way out. We saw a Ramondre Stevenson jersey. So, you know, a little Patriots love down what there. What is Shapiro's? Uh, it's a deli oh. down there. It's a Matt Smith favorite. Have you, the, the, have you been there? That yeah. was, yeah, yeah. <coughs> 
pit in there. I don't. Well, Food? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with you? Unfortunately, though, we went there. We we're very excited. Evan excited. Never been there either, right? And Correct. of course, we had to sit next to some old lady who I don't know how COVID didn't get her, but man, she was coughing up a lung oh. the whole time next to us. Just, oh, we were, it just ruined, <laughs> it ruined the whole meal. We were all bummed out leaving. We're like, well, that was, that was stunk. Like that, that poor lady coughing all over the place. But yeah, so good food, good steaks. Good, yeah. So you mentioned Flat a lot beer. of the skill positions in the weekend. I didn't see any reports of like eye popping forties this year. Like, or, or no, did I just uh, miss that? So or no? DJ Turner from Michigan, the corner, ran the fastest at, with a four two six, which is moving. That's, that's pretty good. That's yeah. pretty darn good. But yeah. it wasn't a big year for the forties. There was a lot going on with the clock on TV as well being too fast or too slow and so then the unofficial times were coming in and people were you know Jordan poor Jordan Addison runs a 455 on the unofficial time and then it comes in officially a 449 which is a little bit better obviously so uh, th- it wasn't a fast track this year as much as it, last year everybody ran yeah. well Taekwon I mean Taekwon would have blown it up this year yeah right? Taekwon would have been the story of the combine if he was was in it this year with the 428 so it wasn't exactly the especially for the receivers it, it no one really uh, blew anybody away in the 40 you know Zay Flowers is a really fast uh, explosive receiver from BC he ran a 442 Jalen Hyatt ran a 44 flat uh, those are sort of the two big vertical guys so was there anyone because of their workout that act that ended up going up or down on your boards uh, well I don't want to reveal anything just um, because but of I could say just generally yeah. no I could just say generally I think everybody was like blown away by Darnell Washington and just how he looked and you know how he tested giant tight end from from Georgia um, you know, had a crazy catch in one of the drills. But, I, you know, I think we're lucky we didn't see uh, Dewan Jones there because I feel like these, you know, it's just the giant guys that you're like, oh, my God, he's huge. Um, but that was one that popped to mind. I don't what, know. What overall. about this Will Levis? Oh, God, that's a – so Will <laughs> Levis is this year's Zach Wilson. Yeah. Right? He's going to look great in shorts, going to throw the ball all over the place at his pro day. He's got a Jimmy Garoppolo release. It's a very quick release, He's right? got a, yeah. a really – He's got a howitzer. He's got a huge yeah, arm. He knows it, too. And he's an athletic kid. Uh, he's going to look great at these things, combine, pro day, you know, when yeah. he's throwing against air, teams are going to be impressed. But when you turn on the film with him, it uh, doesn't have a high volume of throws. I think he th- only threw the ball like 250 times all last year, which in college is nothing. A- and he, his accuracy is all over the place. Okay. So he, he's not exactly – uh, my oh. cup of tea. Well, Anthony Richardson too is the other one that we should well, yeah. should talk just about. Just extraterrestrial. I mean, yeah, he just I mean measurements, running, throwing, backflips. Yeah, he, he can know. jump. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he can. I mean, and, and it's I mean, and, and and Paul's what Paul's getting at is totally right. Like he's probably going to go in the top ten right now, and, and you know, good luck. Easily. Yeah. But to your point about the the risers, the quarterbacks yeah. are all on the rise <laughs> <laughs> after they throw. But, I don't know if you know, should but Anthony Richardson had like the best broad, broad <laughs> okay. jump in the history of but, broad jumps. But jump. should they be? Should they be? No, not for no. that. Yeah. Anthony Richardson should be a top 10 pick. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. He's just, you look at the way that he plays, it's exactly what the league is trending towards right now in terms of athleticism, out of structure, playmaking, all that kind of stuff. And you, you don't see... It's not between the ears with him that are the issues. Like, he makes the right decisions. He's looking in the right places. Uh, he's just got some mechanical flaws and some footwork flaws, really, inconsistencies with his footwork that when you get him with good quarterback coaches and things like that, I can 
easily convince myself into him two to three years down the line having a Josh Allen type trajectory in his NFL career. And at the end of the day, that's what gotta, everybody's chasing. You right gotta now. chase that. <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah. I would say it's really good news for the Patriots. Yeah, because I think sure. Trickle I mean, down. you never know. I mean, yeah. these things change, but I think all four are going to go in the top f- fourteen. So yeah. I think that's going to allow a better player or two to drop to you. Yeah, that you maybe weren't expecting. Yeah, that's what you're hoping. If it's a Patriots fan, yeah, take the quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah. I think. I mean, I think the two big position takeaways just for for both of us were cornerback and tight end. That those are you know just the deepest groups, and really the conversation is and it's a Patriots-y one, is when you have one of these deep groups, do you, are you satisfied to just get one of them, or do you want to say, no, I want to go get the best of this group? Who's your top tight end? Um, well, Evan. I don't know. It, gonna, <laughs> it, it, it depends. I, like Michael Mayer is the top tight end in the draft from Notre, Notre Dame, right? yeah. but he's more of that guy that can just do everything well but isn't necessarily – elite or fantastic at one particular thing so it it depends on what you're looking for you know if you want a guy that's just going to be well-rounded can put his hand in the dirt and play outside uh, can do pretty much everything you would ask of a tight end then Mayer is your guy but if you really want uh, receiving upside then somebody like Dalton Kincaid or Sam Laporta from Iowa might be more your cup of tea if you want just the freak of nature then Darnell Washington is your guy you know so this is a really deep why is he a freak of nature just like he's 6'6", 6'7", 265 pounds, and tested through the roof. But can he catch? Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, that's yeah. what that was part of the question. I mean, he's huge. And, I mean, him on the blocking sled, it was like comedy. I was talking to Gogolos. I mean, it was, you know, because it's got that kind of positioning where if you if you go too high, it, it, it stops dead in its tracks. And he was just like, and just pushed it, no problem. Then you I see the other the, guys kind of go to sound effect. <laughs> 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 I like to see, you know, I'm just trying to, trying to tell the story thing. Um, so, but also Luke Musgrave is another one from Oregon State that I was just, you know, a senior ah. bowl looked really good. You don't like him. I, I have really liked guy. him at the, at the senior bowl. I just, I mean, he's been injured a lot, but I think he's one of those guys guys that you know you don't know but there's i mean there's some options there's some options as tight end not he the biggest need Mobile. but i do wonder you know like you don't really have that wide receiver there do you do you consider it do you consider maybe just taking a guy i don't know if kincaid at 14 but do you do you just say hey we need weapons we need guys who can who can move the sticks this is a guy in the middle of the field that, that can probably play yeah. laporta is the guy that we talked about last week on the show yeah. because we were talking about the iowa guys and yeah that's the big this guy. Is, yeah, it's a good good tradition of tight ends uh, from yep. the school. Good connection with Bill, uh, with with uh, Kirk Ferentz. So, some a, a guy I think to keep in the back of your mind. Um, yeah. You know, at some point, I I would not be. I don't know how these guys feel. I would not be in favor of taking one at fourteen. No, no, that's it's, it's, it's too high. But um, I, I just think there are bigger needs, and, and I don't. If you knew the guy was going to be as good as Gronk, Kelsey, oh, God. or George Kittle, would oh, you take yeah. him at 14? Yeah, right. Okay. Yes. But, but I don't know that if means any he's of the those, best player yeah. in the draft. Yeah, but you, I'll take him at 14. You're not looking at tight ends the way you yeah. look at running backs. No. Okay. Tight ends are a valuable position, yeah. but you just don't think there's someone that good. Yeah. Well, yeah. Literally, that would be the best player in the draft. If you, if you just, like, plopped, you know, Travis Kelsey into the draft. Yeah. That's the best player in the draft. Yeah. Yes, I'm interested in taking that at 14. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't want to give too much away about my mock draft, so I'm going to play this. So, Evan and I, we're going to do we're going to have a little fun on Thursday. We're not we're going to do another one of those mock draft videos, but we're not going to tell each other what we're picking until we get on the Are air. Are you guys going to hit double digits? I think we'll probably hit 4. I think 4. I think yeah. we're going to have 11.0 <laughs> mock draft, 11.0. No. You know, if you put all the players together, I actually nailed all of them I know. in my 12 mock Believe drafts. Me. 
I envy you. I know what you're doing. <laughs> you're going to get it right bases, no matter what. Playing the bases. No, I'm only going to count the big board. I know board. where this only is going. Only the big board. But it's uh, it, you definitely get more of a sense of, of the class. And, I mean, I just think I'm a little bit disappointed that, you know, there isn't just a, a generational kind of wide receiver up there. I think just – I mean, that's that's me wishing for something really sexy and, you know, something that's going to get everybody really excited like they were when they took Mac. I just I don't know if that well, player exists. Who's the one uh, is the kid from Ohio State? Yeah, so, JSN. Yeah, he oh seems boy. to be on yeah. everybody's radar right yep. now. What he what does. happened? He's sexy. Yeah. <laughs> He's yeah. sexy. So uh, JSN, uh, first of all, he he ran like a. Julian Edelman esque three cone. It was like six point six seconds or Calm something down, like Paul. that. Calm down, Paul. Oh, Paul's getting so excited. The, the 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 quickness is just out of the, out of the yeah. roof. But I was uh, texting. We had Jordan Reed on the on the podcast, and I I was DMing with him. Uh, he said that the scouts around him and him included said that he had the best on field workout since Justin Jefferson. Oh, and Fred's guy. Oh, you, yeah. You raised my eyebrows. Right. So yeah. this is. Uh, JSN is not a vertical threat. That's the biggest knock on him. He didn't run the 40 at the combine. After what he did at the combine with the agilities and with the on-field, I I don't even know if he's going to run the 40 because it's not really in his best interest to put up a 4-5-5 at this point when we all know that he's not a burner. Like That's just not his game. But if you want separation quickness, you want route running, you want a chain mover that's going to catch 100 passes out of the slot – this yeah. this is the guy, and I think he put himself in that conversation of uh, some of the other guys at receiver that have gone in that ten to twenty five range over the last few years, like Justin Jefferson, Ceedee Lamb, uh, you know Jerry Judy, like that that type of receiver, not the top five guy that's you know Jamar Chase, but right. uh, somebody that's in that next tier and is a legit NFL player. So would you take him over the kid from USC? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, yeah, he's good play. He's a really good player. He didn't yeah. play a ton last year mm. because of injuries. But you go back two years ago when they still had. Now this is a problem for me too because this is where, you know, when they had Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave and him, he was as productive, if not more productive, than all of them. More, but was yeah. that because of? Right, right. They're pulling. They're not throwing at those guys. You know, my old Nick Casario question, Freddie. You know how I like to go with those. <laughs> Who's the guy? Who's the guy who drives the engine? But but you know, you know it's so that that's a question because he wasn't as productive even before he got hurt last yeah. year as he was two. But years But even ago. then, in that situation, you still got to make the plays when they throw the oh, ball. Oh, he's to good. You. Yeah, he, I, he's yeah. a really good. Player. So when you talk to uh, the people that are closer to the Ohio State program than any of us, they all say that JSN so, so what did, was what the did, guy. What did Albert have to say? No, not not just Albert, oh, but uh, okay. so I, I had a conversation um, with, with uh, Ten Win from The Athletic who does all of their film breakdown stuff. He's really good and he, he mentioned that he talked to Brian Hartline, their wide receiver coach, off the record said, at Alave, Wilson, Marvin, JSN, who you taking? And he said JSN. Well, I'll give you a little insight. I'm running the coaches clinic here on Friday and Saturday and Jim Knowles from Ohio State will be there. Uh, so if you want to come and just ask them some questions, because they want to up yeah. against them in practice every day. You know, right. You know? I, I guess I, I don't know fall 22. Is that going on during the day on Friday? Uh, starts at 4. 4? Okay. Yeah. My, I know my my, uh, my guy, Drew Kanan from Holy Cross, is, is he's excited. To, yeah. Uh, to one of you guys get a job in the NFL? Who? Uh, no. Someone off oh. that Holy Cross staff? Really? I was like got an that. assistant offensive line coach? Really? Um, I, th- I, th- I thought I saw something. 
I, you know me, just enough information to get myself in trouble. No, I'm, that's good. I'll I'm going to bow out of this I, now no, I'll have to I look really it up. screw this uh, up. I mean, and I tell you, Drew, I mean, they, they blocked like six, seven punts this year. I mean, it was insane what, what he did on special teams. So um, I don't know. Maybe maybe I can get the schedule from you. I just might, might, might like to audit one, uh, audit that for him. But okay. anyway, sorry, sorry, I digress. All right. Got a little bit of small Patriots breaking news. Okay. Uh, Jonathan Jones hitting the open market will not be franchise tag per rap sheet. All right. Okay. Not that probably I probably not that I thought that, that was. I wouldn't put it quite in the Hunter Henry not going to get released <laughs> category. But did anybody think there was a chance that Jonathan yeah. Jones was going to get franchised, or am I the only one that didn't know I about d- that? No, no. Maybe earlier this year, before th- the second half of the season, <laughs> like they were going to give him like eighteen million dollars. Yeah, no, Th- I, that was a good one yesterday about Hunter Henry. Yeah, Hunter Henry uh, won't be released. Oh, good. Yeah, and you know, everybody thought and the related same thing news at the same time. Matthew Judon not expected to be released. <laughs> right, right. Um, what did you guys think of the? We can get back into the comment, but I just I really was curious about the thoughts of this Raiders might trade. I think there's Dan Graziano's report that the Raiders might want to trade for Mac Jones, but the Patriots aren't interested. I was trying to like put my Paul hat on of like, how can I think of where this is going to come from and who's trying to like put this out there and why? And I I, I don't have an answer. I, I just I can't. My conspiracy tinfoil hat won't 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 work on this one. I'm not sure why because it's just it's another thing. It just makes no sense. So like they might like to trade for him, but the Patriots won't do it. And, like that's nothing. Then what are you saying? Like nothing. Well, yeah. Is it just speculation? Is it? Did you actually hear for it's? But I agree, it's cra- with, it's crazy. I agree with Mike. Someone definitely asked a favor of Dan Graziano. You think so? This, oh, yeah. This yeah. type of stuff coming out of the combine drives me crazy. Like, just because yeah. you and your buddies at Prime 47 at 2 o'clock in the morning were talking about, oh, it'd make kind of sense for the Raiders to try to trade for Mac Jones, that doesn't mean that it's being discussed. <laughs> right. Wait, did you hear something at Prime 47? Oh, no, no, no. I don't think <laughs> you that. Hear, you hear all that kind of yeah. stuff I at, didn't at see Prime this, 47. this report, and I didn't wasn't aware of it until Mike told me about it yesterday. Um but my guess is somebody asked Graziano if he would throw if throw that out there that the Raiders would be interested in trading for him. Now maybe it was someone on the Raiders side, maybe it was someone on the Patriots side. Maybe someone wanted on the Patriots side wanted to make it known we're not interested in trading him. Ah, yeah. Yeah, I like that. Or like maybe that. it was Josh McDaniel saying, "Yeah, I, I'd be interested." Yeah, in you never know. It could be either house. side. That's yeah. why. Too, that's, that's why I agree with Mike. I don't know what I don't know what tin foil hat. Yeah. But I like that is, one, but, though. You're, but someone yeah. saying it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I assume that these guys don't just make it up. Yeah. That's a big assumption sometimes. I know, you know there are guys that work uh, locally that uh, one for specifically that I know <laughs> does do that. Yeah. But I I always thought that, you know, if Lamar Jackson doesn't go back to the Ravens, that he would might be in play for Denver. Because, you know, the rumor was McDaniels liked him when he was available in the draft. When you mean Mc- oh, you mean Raiders? You said Denver. Yeah. I, I mean the Raiders. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, that he would be in play for the Raiders. Um, but now I'm hearing that, you know, they're negotiating in, in Baltimore, you know, and they're hoping to get a deal done. Well, he's going to get franchised today if he's yeah. not, if they don't sign him. They're not going to let him hit the open market. I can't imagine they'd let him hit the open market. Yeah. I've but heard if, if, but exclusive I exclusive franchise tag, so you can't even heard that too. negotiate or trade him or anything. He's can't even just, look at him. Can't even touch him. Yeah. See what you did. But (laughs) do you think Lamar Jackson, how do you think he responds to that? Does he hold out anyway? You know, Uh, this like it's business. He could. He could. I think the exclusive exclusive rights tag is like forty five, fifty million guaranteed cash. Like here it is. It's a that's a nice It is one of those things when you get like the for the quarterback specifically, and I know why they don't want it. But Kirk Cousins showed you it can work. Oh yeah, he uh, made a living off of it. And, and 
if they don't get hurt, you know. Right. Yeah. You don't. I mean, I'm not telling you that all quarterbacks are never going to get hurt. Obviously, you know, look at Tua's situation. He looks like he's, you know, one one bad hit away from being done. So it can happen. But that kind of money that Evan's talking about, forty five, fifty million, then you play it out, and then let's just say it goes up if they have to do it again. Right. Like, you get what you're not, five five percent. Uh, you're not increase? making. Mm. You know. <laughs> Let's just say you get franchised twice, and he's making over a hundred million dollars the first two years. Like, well, how much more was he going to make if they signed him to a five-year deal yeah, tomorrow? Right, right. right. And, and how much and more in the first two years is he going to get? And how does he feel next year after you franchise him? Because some guys hate it and and, are, and can be pissed. Yeah, that's why I said I know they don't like it, and I know why like, they don't yeah. like it. But for a quarterback, I I would be a little bit more open-minded about it as a player. The other positions, huge, I, I would huge hate it. money. Yeah. All the other positions, I would hate it. Except yeah. for probably like the kickers. So, so in your mind, do you think Jackson's really kind of out of the conversation about movement? I think so. I think yeah. so. And until you start to hear it going south, I, I mean, I assume he's in it. All yeah. of those teams would be interested in him. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. That's why. You, I mean, I just wonder if there are any teams maybe purposely dragging their feet just to see yeah. a little and, bit. And I guess, I guess Rich Eisen kind of, you know, broached the idea of Brady not being done and going to Miami. I don't know where he's. That's one I think that's in Evans. I don't know yeah, where he's. House, I don't know where he's said, getting yeah. this, but he brought it up on his show yesterday. I believe. Yeah. Is it Prime Forty Seven? Prime Forty Seven. <laughs> Three o'clock in the morning. That's what I could see Evans scenario. Well, like, I'm just saying. Bunch of guys hanging out. You know what? <laughs> I mean, I saw Brady. Yeah. I. He looks like he's in shape. <laughs> he's got he's the in itch. Shape. He's you got just, the itch. You just go to that kind of his brand. Of, like, yeah. can you he's imagine? I'm running TV12, and Fat he's got Brady. like this big gut. Mm-hmm. You know. What? But I can see that scenario yeah. unfolding. And and Rich Eisen is a guy who's don't t- rule he's, it he's out. plugged in. He's talking. He's to also all a these Michigan guys, man. Yeah. But nobody's saying specifically. You know what? I'm hearing Brady's coming back. I'm not. I don't dismiss anything. Yeah. But I that one to me was so vague. One of the things. One of my number one takeaways from the combine was. I don't think Brady's necessarily done. Okay, is there anything to that? Yeah, like any reason why? Did Did anyone see the report that he was considering a career in stand up comedy like a week and a half ago? No, so that no, that he, was was that a he deal? was doing a promo. Oh, for yeah, he was. he's yeah. doing a roast. Thank God. He's doing oh, a roast. Right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, that's going to be brutal. I mean, Are they roasting uh, him? Uh, 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 I think it's like a roast series type thing. I, I don't know if he's definitely involved. I, I, I don't know if he's I the, the. I mean, he's a great roastee, but roaster. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't know if he'd be a great roastee. I, 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 I get the just get he'd, pissed. He'd get all pissed. Yeah. He'd, he'd get up just like. <laughs> No, 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 you are. <laughs> Pull the tablecloth off off the da- the dais and run out. Like Brian Moore. Imagine yeah. if you roasted uh, Brian oh, Moore. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm not mad, but I'm going to get you. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think he's full of shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it'll it'll never end. It'll never end. But uh, but I don't think anybody truly ruled out. I mean, I didn't completely ever rule him out until, until he goes a season without. I think he's retired, and I thought it was yeah. different this time than last time. But I. You, you I don't. Know. I don't rule it out. No, he's too competitive. I just. I think he's the classic example of a guy who's going to get out of the league and be like, I have no outlet for this crazy hyper competitive drive that I have, and you know, beating my kids in like game Xbox or you know, it's not going to do it. Like I need something else. And, and don't you think Miami is in the back of his mind, like sure. it has been for a couple of years? And now, if they get to the point where Tua's situation is untenable, then they just say, Hey, listen, you're a free agent. You're not taking anyone's job even. This guy looks like he knows what he's doing offensively. McDaniel, look who you have to throw to. Yeah, right. And, and I can stick it to Giselle. And, and by the way, we're going to give you 2% of the team. Well, they uh, 
could they can't do that and have them play now. Well, they'd have to factor it into the cap well, as yeah. compensation, but but then you then you can make it a oh my god a ten year term. So we have to <laughs> and I uh, see that's I mean but like, but like that sucks as yeah. a Patriots fan. Tom Brady's oh. going to have an ownership interest in the Dolphins would, for all eternity. I, I and would now hate listen even if it's even without the ownership. I I was thrilled that he was going to keep playing with Tampa Bay. I would be pissed if he went and played for Miami. Right? He's just, like in just the, because it's a division team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it makes sense. He's yeah. like in the ownership box and like a teal and white suit every game. You, I, you yeah. Like, oh, he's mine. He's not, ours. Not all of Fred's hate is irrational. No. That was that's, that's <laughs> rational. Yeah, that's hate. Rational. I hate rational Miami hate. too. Yeah, yeah. I don't love the fit. You love the fit? I no. don't. Oh no, not not his type of offense. Like. They'd have to completely change a lot of their their fundamental concepts. Like he's not going to run bootlegs. No, but can those guys get open fast? I think so. Waddle definitely can. Yeah, it's a completely different system. I, I mean, you're acting like it's you know built out of concrete. I mean, I'm act- well, I just don't. I don't. Do they have? I don't guys- know if McDaniel can do it. Do they <laughs> That's have? My point. Give me, well, give I, me Brady. Yeah. I'll take the system. Do, do they have guys that can get open it. fast? Yes. And can Brady get them the ball? Yes. I think. I think you adjust the system. I don't think McDaniel's up for it. No, oh, I man. think he'd be just fine. Yeah. Like you don't have to have him run bootlegs and everything. Like no. that would be stupid to have him trying to throw the ball on the move. No, and you, you definitely have to scrap those pages out of the playbook. But I think I could come up with something with, uh, you know, Hill and Waddle and uh, who's the tight end? Gasecki. Well, yeah. he's a free he's, agent. He is so oh, he's a free agent. Yeah, uh, but. Is is Tua now? We have to make. A, are they trying to make a decision on five, fifth year for yes. Tua now? Yeah. They oh, they have till May. May right? Till May. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that's one that I could definitely see going the other way. Yeah. What are we oh, looking at? No socks. No socks oh. makes an appearance. <laughs> it was funny. We were getting off the plane and uh, Evan. We had a wonderful week in in India. Wonderful week. And Did Evan you guys goes, like date goes, or something. Matt, God, Matt's bit. no socks, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. He doesn't wear socks. <laughs> yes, he is. I, well, no. No. The thing with Matt is when he wears shoes, he doesn't wear socks. When he wears sneakers, he does. <laughs> get a thumbs up. Let's get the from, thumbs up from, from behind the, the board. producer of <laughs> That's right. yeah. craft sports and entertainment. Yeah. That's good stuff. Good All right. Stuff. So, yeah, so, bomber. So, the foot, so the quarterback movement is still out there. I, um, I just love that part of the yeah. whole this is like just, five years in a row. Yeah. It just changes an entire dynamic of a team instantly and just re- you makes you rethink well, it's the like whole the power other structure. Sports used to have, like the other sports have this like enormous hot stove, and now the NFL is dominating in that, that way. That was the one thing the NFL didn't have, and now even that is dominated by like, the NFL. Like, what do you think is going through the mind of Jordan Love right now? <laughs> oh, God. I, I'll give you my take. <laughs> and this is another one that I have absolutely no fact to make, back it up. I think he knows he's the starting quarterback. Yeah, because that's what, what I think. Wouldn't you Jordan be like Love going to McCarthy or whoever's the head head of that team? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Matt Lafleur. Yeah. Fl- no, no, not the head coach. I mean the the okay. guy that's in charge oh. of the Gutenkush. Gutenkush. Oh, I don't. Know. Yeah, Brian Gutenkush. Yeah, but saying, listen, you know, I'm through waiting. You know, like make me the starting quarterback, get rid of him, and let's go. I'm Jordan you know? freaking Love here. Yeah. I'm dying. No, <laughs> get me well, in the game. I, I like Jordan guy. Love coming no, out. No, but like even his agent, I hate him, his, <laughs> his agent be like, I, you know, I Jordan like play him. me or trade me, yeah. you know? Yeah. Trade me right now. Uh, I think they have already made the decision in their minds. They're just waiting for Aaron Rodgers to get on board and figure out where he wants to go. That's what I think. But what if and, he uh, says, Evan I want to stay? He's playing uh, footsies with the Jets. Yeah, what if what – if, yeah. Aaron Rodgers says, no, nah, you know what? I want to stay. Then, I don't think the Packers sit, want him to stay. Sit over there and watch J- Jordan Love play. 
Yeah. That's what I if if the I agree with Evan. I don't think the Packers want him to stay. And that's how you get rid of him. Yeah. Well, yeah, you can stay. We'll pay you, but you're not going to play. <laughs> what a situation. What a situation. Green Bay again. Yeah. Like, same kind I, of I really think, like, maybe Jordan Love's going to be good, but if he isn't, I think that the Packers could really, it could be a sinking ship. That's of course, okay. it could be the same thing as the Patriots. Yeah. The yeah. quarterback But I mean, next I don't even better. think they'll be, like, yeah. mid, middle, middling like the Patriots have been. I think they'd be like a four-win team. I think they'd be like the Cam Newton Patriots. Terrible. Even the, even the Cam Newton Patriots weren't a four-win team. All right, they won seven. Okay. Yeah. So big difference. Not really. I like Rashawn Gary. It is in the draft order. Yeah. It's a great quarterback class next Spot year. Spotter too. Yeah. And yeah, that's I mean, I I, I think that um, Green Bay is. I, I'm with Evan. I think Green Bay has decided they want to move on. Yeah. Now if it turns out that Rodgers can still play right. and that Love can't, it's going to be just like the Patriots situation, and they're going to get a lot of criticism for intentionally pulling the plug before they had to. But I, I think I think just like the Patriots, they're, you know, if Rodgers leaves and Love isn't the guy, they're going to find out, like a lot of teams do, how much that quarterback actually meant to win. Yeah. Sure. And the only you thing know? I would say in Green Bay's defense over New England's, at least they had a, a plan. They had a they had a guy on, like on the team that they drafted in the first round. They developed for a couple of years, and they're ready to put, yep. you know, hand the reins yeah. to. Now, there's no guarantees that he can play, right? But the Patriots had nothing. Yeah. Well, the Patriots well, wanted did, it to be Jimmy G, right? No, I know. And then eight years later, they they pulled the plug well, on Brady. Brady screwed it up <laughs> by keep staying good. Yeah, yeah. that jerk. Yeah, <laughs> but we kept by winning, winning titles. Super Bowls. Yeah, you know, I didn't enjoy much it. to the chagrin I really, of Mike. I didn't himself. care for it, you know. Wanted, yeah, I wanted to start over. So, all right, uh, all that's on the table. Eight five five Pats five hundred is the Ace Ticket Hotline. Web Radio at Patriots dot com is the email address. Yeah, so you know, locally, like the Bruins and the Celtics have been dominating the headlines. It's a little yeah. bit the Red Sox, you know, because they're starting to play exhibition ball. But uh, I got a feeling like patriots are you know and football are going to start becoming front and center really quickly again I, i'm really feeling the week that they push the super bowl back right now because it just feels like we were just at the combine and now it's like free agency is right on the doorstep and next week's going to be crazy with all the movements i mean starting i mean probably over the weekend right like we'll probably start to hear like yeah yep. rumblings over the weekend and then you'll really start to get reports on monday so I don't know. It's just really kind of condensed and packed in between, you know, especially for us, Shrine Bowl, Senior Bowl, Combine, free agency. And, you know, then you're going to hit this dead period for, for a month and a half until the draft. So it's just it's just an interesting new schedule. It just feels a little bit more intense to me than, than before. I mean, it's you're only not a alone. week difference. I, I think there's people in the league that feel that way. Really? And they would prefer to push free agency back a couple of weeks and push the draft back maybe into early May and give some more time because – I, I think a big reason why the Patriots coaching staff wasn't really front and center in Indianapolis is because of how condensed everything is. So it's do you go to the combine and waste your time, not waste your time, but spend your time uh, on meetings and watching guys run a 40-yard dash, or do you stay here and watch film of free agents, right? Like that's it, – it's a difficult decision to make, I think, for a lot of teams. Yeah, and, and focus on your in-person one-on-one workouts and interviews yeah. and all and that I, stuff. And I wonder if – because there's a lot of different things that have been thrown out there, and I think there's probably some truth to all of them. And they've talked about the changes to the combine schedule itself, like having all the, you know, this now it's completely geared to NFL Network at night. 
and that doesn't really that's not really conducive for the teams. Um, so it sort of cuts the, into their time, their productivity. And like Evan said, why not just stay back and do the work here as opposed to sitting in your hotel and doing the work? You can watch the workouts on at night, and you know, on, on TV. Um, and then I, I just think it's it's sort of a growing de-emphasis of the entire process, which was funny because I thought the hype of the players this year was through the roof. Um, more so, maybe it's because I wasn't there, and maybe I was more in like seeing more yeah. of it as opposed to yep. just sort of being there and, and then someone you know mike will say like hey did you see what they said about skaronsky and i'm like no i don't know what happened now you're sort of seeing everything they said about skaronsky as it happens so maybe i feel like it's more hype and it isn't but i mean that that anthony richardson stuff about him jumping like i'm like what are we doing here <laughs> like what does that have to do with being a quarterback like yeah but I, it happens like every the, year yeah. but yeah. the overemphasis on the testing i know doesn't really line up with a de-emphasis on the amount of coaches there. And I also think the Patriots' um, presence at the Shrine Bowl um, and, to a lesser extent, the Senior Bowl, at some point something's got to go. We have yeah. to prepare. We yeah, need we to, get, like, yeah. to Evan's point, we got to watch some of these free agents and figure out what direction yeah, we're going to go. And figure out our pro day schedule well, do, and do, all do, that. Do you yeah. think that reaction, though, to the testing is kind of more a fan blogger yes. kind of thing than teams? Like, well, you know, like, do you think teams great, came away with that? That's a that great impressed? question because I don't know all the names of the people I, you know, you guys do because you're more in that world. Like, is that what it is? The guys that are tweeting about this stuff are more the this is a, fan blogger types? This is a media-driven event at this point. This is yes. a television show. Yes. It has nothing to do with the teams. It's just – and that's why I love it is because it gives us something to cover yeah. in the middle of the offseason that we wouldn't normally yeah. have anything yeah. to and fill I'm that void. And I'm not making fun of it. Like, no. listen, I was there over uh, – like 20 – I was 20 years in a row uh, doing that thing. And I uh, – listen, it's – it was monotonous. There's a plaque on the Weber Grill. <laughs> uh, no, no doubt. There's definitely a mural light. Oh, you, guys, you and Bradley uh, were sitting me under and for Bradley about six Amos hours. Spent about eight hours yeah. watching right. the combine yeah. at the bar. Another the, diet Pepsi. So, like, guys? I'm not yeah. trying to come off like, oh, literally, I'm above that. No, I'm like, yeah. I, no, I, I did it, and I got something out of it every year I went. Every year right. yeah. that it, I went. It's a content-driven driving machine, and I, I would also say that teams now have access to all this like zebra technology or next gen where they can actually track how fast guys are moving in game and so they don't need the 40 because they can sit there and say What's their game speed you know their jsn ran a top speed of 20 miles an hour on this catch and run you know that's what he can open up to in a game so you know right while getting chased by the defense so why do we need the the 40 yard dash but for somebody like me that doesn't have access to that type of stuff the combine can confirm a lot of priors like this guy's not very fast this guy is very fast and i see him put up a good 40 time and then i can sit there and say okay well that it translated he's got legit speed yeah. and like it used to back in the day before all this technology oh, came up yeah i was laughing who was the guard i don't know if it was even defense or offense he ran like a four seven like he was trucking was it osiris torrance I, I forget but they're like oh my god look at this guy uh and i'm thinking like giant. okay When's he going to run a forty yard? Like, who cares? Right. Yeah. Well, but, what about the poor offensive lineman that tore his ACL? Yeah. Like yeah. during drills. Like well, so USC. offensive line's all about the ten yard split. Yeah. yeah. Right. So that first no. ten yards is like it measures your explosiveness out of your stance and like off the line of scrimmage. Poor TJ. So that that ten yard <laughs> split is more important. So I've always thought. 
why tack on the ex- like make the let them run a flying 20 right because like why why run a full 40 they're not going to run a full 40 right and all it does is get guys hurt like every year somebody gets hurt running a, a 310 pound lineman running 40 yards as fast as he can pulls a hamstring or something like that so the, the lineman can run 20 yards Let, yeah. let's see what they yeah. are in the first 10 yards I, I, I really <laughs> think that they should tailor the the, the drills to the position. Yeah, and I mean the 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 like on field stuff, other than the running and jumping stuff. I mean they do, and I think that's you know some of the fun of just seeing how athletic these guys are. At least for like you know Broderick Jones and Paris Johnson, the two top tackles. Like you just see how but athletic. Do I these really guys need to know how many like you know, kick you know, steps and you know doing their thing? But how many bench presses a quarterback yeah, can do? Man. You know, no, but that you know, but I think those things too for some of the other positions show what guys. A lot of them don't do that. Hit the weight except they, for Brady yeah. Quinn. They don't. <laughs> there, there are some yeah. thir- certain threats holds though that still hold up like and it's more specific i would say than it is uh, you know 10 yard split for offensive linemen or uh, agility drills for receivers and corners like that type of stuff you know three cone short shuttle yeah, like right. those things that still produce you know explosive uh, in the jumps like if you have a great vertical then you're probably a pretty explosive guy yeah. uh, in your lower half like that stuff does i think translate but it, i think it more educates us like the media and people like me that cover the draft than it does I think the teams already know all this stuff going into yeah. the combine. They yeah. don't need the combine. I would say well, too, it's interesting, but but that said, happens. that yeah. said, I think you know Bryce Young was listed at six foot in Alabama, and he came in at five ten. Right. You know yeah. the measurements are big. I yeah. stood next to him, and I'm I'm tall. I think I'm officially five eleven and a half, and I I was like I'm bigger than him. Yeah, yeah like I did. Yeah, some he of was that five stuff. ten and three quarters or something like yeah. that. Five ten and an eighth. He's yeah. small. He's like but he's like Kyler. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he's he's really small, and he doesn't run like Kyler Murray. No, either. I feel like he's an Aaron Rodgers type athlete, though. Like that kind of just natural athletic skill he has. He's great off platform. (laughs) (laughs) I I think he 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 does have a little bit of Mahomes to his his ability to extend plays and make plays outside the pocket. I don't think he's got the arm that Mahomes has, but he he has that ability to just like that magician, you know, slip out of a sack and get on the outside and make a throw. It's a great example, though. We were watching it, I I think, at the airport, and they did. You know, I love when they do the forties and they match up like guys from all time. You know, like that, like the technology. I just think that's so cool. You can see guys from the past run. And they showed Anthony Richardson, but then they showed like Patrick Mahomes would even like a four eight. Yeah, and you're like, oh man, like it doesn't matter. <laughs> like it doesn't matter. The right. guy can play. He can run. Right. And where did you ever see field? Patrick Mahomes running for a first down and get chased down from behind? Nope. Nope. He knows he, the spot. And he's he not. Gets open. He's not overly right. fast. Right. But he's got the same forty has, speed as Mac Jones. <laughs> he has football speed. Yeah. Yeah, he does. All right, 855-PATS-500 is the Ace Ticket Hotline, web radio at patriots.com. Let's get to our listeners, see what's on their mind. Patty's in Agawam on the Ace Ticket Hotline. What's up, Patty? Hey, what's up, everyone? Hey, Patty. Wanted to throw a couple questions at you. With uh, Orlando Brown not being franchised, I've been I've been on this guy's wagon for, I think, like a couple seasons now. I'd love to see the Patriots draft them. I mean, sign him a free agency. I wanted to get your opinion on whether you guys would want to draft a younger tackle or to possibly sign it, lock that guy up. Do both. Proven he can play. Do both. And, um, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't mind getting a right tackle, too, Talk for later on. But um, yeah. any any opinions, too, on possibly Rashad Bateman, who seems to be disgruntled? Oh. Um, I, I mean, I'll just go at the top. I, I, I'm not really in love with any of the free agent stuff, but I would be okay investing in a tackle. I don't love Orlando Brown, but in free agency, well, if I don't they were going to make Orlando, Orlando Brown, you just throw that out there. Tell me why. I don't know. 
not, not really my kind of guy. I didn't like coming out big. I, okay. I just prefer too big, like, too like, talented, <laughs> too big, too talented. Um, <laughs> I just, talented, I, I got a hard time with the tackles in this class. I don't think, I don't think that the top two guys are going to get there. I'm off Skaronsky now. I think Evan's still on him. Um, you know, I think you're going to have to look at your at your second pick potentially for that, and it's unfortunate. I'd love to have those top two guys. So I, I just, I think. I'm pulling back on the whole tackle thing. I definitely still want to draft one. I think there's some good depth in there, but I'd be okay going free agency. Uh, I know I know the knock on Skaronski is his arm length, but can he make up for that with foot? You know, quick feet. I yes. mean, you know, great, great feet. Yeah, great feet. So, so this will be probably a good little thing that me and Evan can probably argue about. My thing with Skaronski is going to be great because no. I'm going to throw kerosene yeah. on the fire no, every he's podcast. Got good looking that I can. feet, doesn't he? <laughs> no, I think he'll he'll agree with me though. My thing with Skaronski is you took a guard in the first round last year. You can't miss again. All right. Now I know he'll probably be okay, but you cannot miss on this pick and end up with guard Peter Skaronski. Yeah. It's it's it, it's a death sentence for no, this offense. You can't do it if you want him to play tackle and he can't play tackle. I right. agree. Right. But. I also agree. I mean, Rashawn Slater, same school a couple years ago. A lot of people said the same thing, and he's been a really good tackle. That's fine. You can the, take for the charges. You took your you took your swing on offensive line last year. Yeah, but if they're going to draft somebody. They didn't 14, take a swing on Cole Strange as a tackle. No, they took a swing on an offensive right. line. So like, if they don't think that your guy can play tackle, then I would wholeheartedly be on Team Deuce. I don't want to take a guard at fourteen. Like I but, can't. But. For me, it's too much of a risk. I think you. I just. I don't. I don't want to do it. I'd rather. I think there are other needs. I think there are other players, and I and I like the kid, but I just think you need talent. This is where you get talent. This is the highest pick you've had, and you're going to take one on a guy who can probably play tackle for you. All right. Was that the biggest problem last year? Because we couldn't pe- protect Mac Jones enough. That was the problem. That's like what that's everybody why says. I mean, their right tackle situation was a problem. It, it was, but, but you don't think Connor McDermott offseason. off the Jets practice squad was the best right tackle that they had. And, and you know, I know they resigned him, and he'll be great depth. But I hope we're not settled on him at absolutely as a starter. But I'm not interested in paying twenty plus million for Orlando Brown annually. Me neither. And using a first round pick on a tackle like that's a lot of no capital. That's, no, that's silly. That's silly. So you know, I, I, you, I there's value in having the it's a premium position, right? So there's value in having it on a rookie contract just in itself. Now you have to have a good player, so you can't just look at it just that way. But I think the tackles in this draft, I I do agree with Mike on this. I we might disagree a little bit on Skronsky, but I agree that they're kind of in the middle right now of the tackle cl- class, yeah. where they're probably going to miss out on Broderick Jones and Paris Johnson, but they're probably a little bit too early for the next wave of tackles as well so this might be a vent a vintage belichick trade down draft right, right. it and, might be and yeah. that's fine if that's the way it unfolds because and this is part of like what makes it hard this everybody just says like you know let's take skaronsky in the first round let's take jones in the first round it but that's great when they're available the the, 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 the part of the draft that's really hard is is identifying what everybody else is going to do right it's okay big, right. there are a lot of teams yeah. i think without knowing anything there are a lot of teams that need tackles in front of them. Yep. Yeah. That's a problem. Yep. Go ahead. That's why it's ahead, better uh, if you get the quarterbacks off the board. Maybe someone that needs a tackle takes go ahead, Anthony Patty. Richardson. Yeah. I was going to say, let's not forget that uh, Belichick coached Orlando Brown Sr. in Cleveland, too. So he's got, you know, probably got a little bit better insight on him, on him than maybe most other teams yeah. do. Yeah. Zeus. 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 Yeah. Thanks, I'm terrified of giving Orlando Brown a big contract. I, I just like big guy. Yeah, it's like big Trump, money. Trump Brown. Yeah. Why, yeah. why, why is he going on his third team? Yeah. 
That'd be my it's question. Always a yeah. red flag to me. Yeah, guys. Who no, if Kansas City re-ups him because they felt like he fit in well with them, that makes sense to me. They had him. Yeah. But Baltimore, and, and I know that Baltimore had Ronnie Stanley before he got hurt. They kind of when they let this all happen, or you know, as that was happening. But to me, three teams in what six years? No, that's a, fo- yeah. that's that, a that to me is a red flag. I just feel like a guy with for that. twenty plus million. That's yeah. it's going to cost you a lot of yeah. money. He got franchised. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's not like you're going to like get him. You know. In the, the the favorite Patriot fan oh, way. Wait, are Robbie, we getting Robbie Anderson? Can we get him in on a on, on, on a team friendly contract? Every single Ask PFW oh. we get now has the term Whoa. team friendly or a, a, a one year prove it deal. <laughs> Those phrases it's are in every question. Why is that all we want? Right, right, right. I just feel like when you are that size, if your foot speed starts to decline, at, because you already don't have great foot speed, and if your foot speed starts to decline at all. Then you get your whole game goes, and if you're the team that's paying him for four or five years at a high number, I just I like I yeah. really like the right tackles in free agency though. I think yeah. McGl- is, is Tyron Smith a free agent? No, no. 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 I, I I think uh, McGlinchey and yeah. uh, and Caleb McGarry from Atlanta could come in and play right tackle for the Patriots at a really high level. So I, I like those two guys. See, McGarry's a guy that, that I think would make some sense yeah. too. I think McGlinchey might be a little too expensive yeah. too, but like I I get you know, and I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be pissed off if they signed McGlinchey. I think that fills a need. I mean, that would be a good yeah. target. You and know, a, a, good player. Give him the money, and he comes in. And I he, look and at McGlinchey too. Is fills your need. He was the ninth overall pick in his draft. It's a Stephon Gilmore, right? Like you, you loved him in the draft, but you w- weren't high enough in yeah. the draft to take him, and now you get him yeah. in free agency. That's the route I would go. I mean, I you know I know Trent Brown has some warts and some question marks. Trent Brown, McGlinchey, done. You know, maybe grab a guy. Well, done for half round. the season. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, yeah. I'm not, I, yeah. And then that we'll go to the Jets. That then we'll go Jack the practice squad. I know. I know but didn't Trent Brown play the whole season last year? Yeah, but how many games did he play yeah, he but didn't play? half the season. How many games did he not come out on the field for no, pregame warm-ups I mean, yeah. sometimes and he play was, like it? And he no, was it's a, it's starting a, the snap before it even started. And it, it's a good point, though, but about maybe – you plug and play at right tackle and then you use Trent somewhere as a stopgap, either on the left or the right side. And, and then you draft like a, a Jalen Duncan or a Tyler Steen or something yeah. like that on day two. And that's more of your long-term, hopefully long-term fit at, at tackle. Then you take a receiver. Yeah. Sexy. Uh, Tom's in Connecticut. What's up, no Tom? <laughs> hey guys, how you doing? Good. Hey. Hey, so um, I just had a question for you guys. So I know uh, we picked up Ty Montgomery last year, and he's been injured. Um, from what I remember, I thought he was like a pretty outstanding player. I'm just kind of surprised that there isn't more talks about him. I just wanted to hear your opinion on that. Uh, to find pretty outstanding. No, he's a good player. Yeah, I mean, kind of a journeyman, yeah, receiver, I mean, I, running I, I back. Talk about being on multiple teams. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, we were all hoping that he would fill that third down kind of role here. And he never he got, got on the I mean, field. It was like double yeah. injuries. It was like he yeah. got hurt in preseason. You thought he was done. Then somehow he didn't. And But then he came from Miami and got yeah. hurt in Miami and was out. But, like, I thought he looked pretty good last summer. He looked one of the only guys comfortable running wide zone with his team and, you know, consistently got to the sideline and I'd whatever I'd love to was, tell like you what he could do. He played one, one half yeah. of one game. He had a touchdown. Yeah. He, like, he rolled had a into touchdown. the end zone. He had the first hey, touchdown. We saw him in training camp. We were definitely hoping for control. I saw Tyquan Thornton in training camp, too. I didn't see the same guy when the regular game started. You know, Montgomery was definitely on all our radars as, you know, a possible contributor to the offense last year, definitely. You know, do a lot of stuff. A good fit. Yeah, a good fit. receiver a little bit. Well, then, at this point, would you recommend keeping him or just getting rid of him? Oh, yeah, keep him. He's under contract. Yeah, he's under contract. See where he's at. I mean, I wouldn't avoid drafting, though. Can I, can I see what happens in the draft first? Yeah. 
Like, Deuce. Deuce. I was just going to say, yeah. can I get my guy Deuce, Deuce Vaughn? Oh, I'll yeah. take him. There's only, there can be only one, Paul. So, so get, get him in the fourth, get him in the fourth or fifth round. I'll take, I'll, the I'll, last I'll day at the combine, me and Mike are just zombies, right? <laughs> and uh, we're, we're talking about running backs. And I look at him and I go, Deuce. And he's like, what? what? <laughs> and, I, and I was like, I was talking about Deuce Vaughn, and he didn't get the joke. Yeah. I, I interpret it as I just missed something or screwed something. I'm like, Deuce, like, yeah. what are you doing? Like, don't say that. You Wake know, up. like, what? 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 I do? What? Yeah. I do? Yeah. Uh, thanks, Tom. Uh, let's go to uh, Willem and Philem. What's up, William? Hey, Fred. What's going on now? Uh, you know. <laughs> uh, can you hear me? Yeah. Yep. I, yeah. Uh, are you all right? Sounds like you're in Philly. Uh, yeah. Don't get hurt. Yeah. yeah. I'm good. Yeah. I'm all. Oh, on uh, lunch break. That's all. Just putting it uh, an odd number. That's all. Okay. Um, uh, two questions. Okay. So, can you tell me, um, like, who was the Patriots looking at specifically in terms of um, for the uh, for wide receiver and and um, the corners? And then two, do you think? I mean, do y'all think honestly will Bill do something this time in terms of free agency and the draft? I mean, would he pick the right players? Would he really sign some? some premium players, you know. I know. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. So in terms of who they're looking at, they're looking at everybody. Who they really like, we have no idea. No, we have no idea. But but I think Evan should tell his story about talking to Quentin Johnson because I'm sure Eldred's out there somewhere listening <laughs> and he's going to get all hot oh and bothered God. by that. Oh <laughs> yeah. We, we already know how you feel. Yeah. So it's I, good, though. This I, is good. Um, I wrote something about this on Patriots.com, and I, I w- was able to – to have some uh, one-on-one uh, time with uh, Quentin Johnston after his podium uh, at the Combine. And uh, I asked him if he met with the Patriots. He said yes, and he said that he stopped, and he goes, actually, I think that was my favorite meeting in Indy out of any of the teams I met with, probably 20 teams, because he's a you know really highly touted guy, so he's very popular around the league. Met with like 20 teams. I thought I vibe with the Patriots – Guys, the absolute right. best out of anybody Come that I spoke on. with. So Evan, Evan now is higher on <laughs> Johnston than he was. <laughs> he was. No, not yeah. on higher on him as a player. Higher on him as as a guy, though. Like I think that you know he he definitely came across as uh, humble but alpha e right, which is what like, you kind of want. Like it's like me, right? In that receiver, well, like you well, know, I, William. I don't know what's going on there. I'm gonna, but you can listen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, you don't want him to be cocky. Uh, but you want him to be. Uh, I'm a dude. Like I, yeah. I, I, I'm an alpha, right? And he yeah. was definitely like that. Uh, I, I like it. I asked him a little bit about his route running, and I still have a lot of concerns about that because the answers that he gave me uh, were not uh, uninformed. But uh, he just was talking about how all, all of his la- routes were uh, pretty uh, much locked, right? So like he, you right. run a hitch, you run a hitch, you run a vertical, you run no a vertical. There's no options. There's no conversions. There's nothing like that. Uh, so that that gave me a little bit of pause. I was hoping he was going to tell me, well. Yeah, like if you know the corner was playing off of me, I had the op- option to sit it down in front of him or something like that. And uh, he said, "No, my my routes were all locked at at TCU." And I was like, Ugh, "Okay, <laughs> but is so, that his fault, or is you know that's coaching, or they didn't think no, he do it?" But I think Evan's point is that that would require more Some, development. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. That maybe I, you yeah, want. I just yeah. think that it would be. It w- 
what I that and you just look at you know the fact that he uh, processes things quickly and like understands okay uh, this corner is bailing out or this corner is playing uh, off of me and so I'm gonna have if I come out of my stance hard on a vertical I'm gonna have that opportunity to hit hitch this down at like eight yards or something like that and, and make an easy catch uh, those are the types of things that they ask them to do here uh, those are the types of things that I think you do at the next level in general when it comes to route running so so to, you know to Billy and Philly's other question um, about do you think Belichick this year will target premium free agents you know the the top of the class I you know who knows I mean it's hard to tell they it, money isn't an issue right I mean, they they have the the even if you believe the cap isn't crap, they cap have, space is not an issue. Right? No. They've they've. Got I don't know s- if money is. Yeah, they've yeah. got space to do it, so that's not an issue. I don't know. I don't know. But going back to so the answer to the other question is you know not surprisingly who knows. But going back to what you were talking about, Evan, in terms of you know wide receivers and who talked to the Patriots, you talked to Matt Grow as well as well as our team, and yes. and he said. If you want to get the top player, the top receivers, you got to you got to spend some money. Yeah, he definitely has the the right I like I, I he he's he understands the market obviously as he should given the position that he's in in the organization and you know some of the other things that you hear about are Mac being on a rookie contract and maximizing this window and making sure that you take advantage uh, of the fact that you have a quarterback on a cheaper number because eventually that might not be the case like if back plays well in year three and year four you might end up being in a situation where at the very least you're paying him Derek Carr Daniel Jones level money if you want to keep him so I think that that the things that you did here though at the combine was that they would prefer not to use the 14th overall pick uh, on a wide receiver and uh, maybe it's it's more of a trade uh, like this the 46th pick for a veteran or something like that um that would be a enticing option for them but i he said it point blank if you want premium talent at a playmaking position like wide receiver it comes at a premium in, in today's NFL. And, and, you know, for a long time on this team, and let's face it, you know, sort of the company line was, you know, it doesn't always work out when you, you know, the teams that spend all that money don't always win, and yeah. which is true. Uh, but now that you don't have Tom Brady, you kind of have to rethink things a little bit, yeah. you know? I mean, I think the trade market is interesting, you know, and is there somebody that nobody's even really thinking about that could possibly move the needle? I, I don't know. I I think say just generally, I don't have high expectations for next week. I would, like I said, I'd be all for investing in the tackle spot. You talk about getting a new offensive line coach in. You know, are you ready to just throw a rookie to this? You know, Adrian Clem. I, I know you you like him. You've hired him, reportedly. Um, so I think I'd I'd prefer to go to the veteran route. But you know, I just I wonder about how do we feel long term about Kyle Duggar? How do we feel long term about Josh Uche? How do we feel long term about Michael Omenu? You know, just a few guys who, you know, potentially in other organizations might have earned second contracts and might be under consideration for an extension. You know, those kind of things, I think, might go a little bit farther for me. Than, I have thoughts on you know, that. More valuable. We'll get back to it later, though. Okay. Uh, let's go to Joaquin in Santa Rosa. What's up? Good morning, fellas. How are you guys doing? Good. Good. Nice. Hope you guys are doing well. Excellent show, as always. Thank um, you. I got two questions for you. Um, first one, do you guys buy any of these rumors that the Raiders possibly want Mac Jones? I, I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. You don't think the Raiders would have any interest? 
I think the Raiders would have interest. I don't. I'm with you, Fred. Yeah, I'm not buying. Yeah, I'm not. No, no. I think okay. I, I think McDaniel's has pressure on him. I think they that, they either have to draft somebody to buy him time. Yep. Or they need somebody that's established. Yeah. They can't middle it. Right. And I think Mac Jones would be middling it. Maybe he's the guy that could get get you where you want to go. But then if it doesn't work, you're gone. You're out. Yeah. Like, I, I think if you had – like, I think Mac Jones and Garoppolo are probably not all that different, especially considering Garoppolo's injury history. But I think if you're Josh McDaniels, you, I, I think you have to lean to Jimmy. Because I think he gives you a better chance to come in and, and, and win get right you, away and get you where you need. I think he needs to win. Yeah, I think he. I th- it was bad last year for him. Not like Denver bad for him, but it wasn't much better. Yeah, and I think if they had money, I think he'd be gone. I mean, the Patriots handed them a game. You know, well after they handed you the game. Yeah, I mean they blew a fourteen point lead like a, in a blink of an eye. Oh, yeah, ugh. so uh, I don't know. I, Quick, quick aside, really cool watching Dave Ziegler go Thanks, on Joaquin. bussing with the boys with Taylor Luan. Um, had some great stories because Taylor Luan was actually in his high school. I didn't realize Dave Ziegler had been a high school guidance counselor before he got on the, co- uh, on the NFL coaching. Um, but, like, Taylor Luan told the story of, like, he hadn't like, – <laughs> like terrible grades in Spanish and like you know Dave was like helping him but just a just a kind of cool story something I never knew about Dave Ziegler here that he had had kind of a late journey in life and you know saying oh I was 32 and all the other kids scouting uh, you know scouting assistants are all these kids and I'm here as this like 32 year old guy who's already had a career speaking of Dave Ziegler uh did any did either of you uh Evan or Mike see Elliot Wolf while you were there okay I didn't see him where did you see him good thought Fred no, you're not allowed to say. Good thought. <laughs> okay. In the tombs. Um, we had, um, I don't know if you guys caught this, and I forget the guy's name now, but we signed, we, we added a guy to the scouting department. Oh, yeah. yeah. Who's, been, who's been here before, and Fred and I were sort of wondering if this is preparation for maybe Elliot Wolf leaving. Like, yeah. he's been at a VP level yeah. in the league. Yeah. It sounded like he had a few people after him, too, like other kind of teams as well. And that was in the report. But yeah. other teams that had Patriots, uh, you know, like Monty Austin Fort, you know, yep. Ziegler, those those types. I, I just wonder if maybe the draft comes and Elliot Wolf leaves. Yeah. It's, which I, is, that's the timetable for personnel people. I right. think that's a totally reasonable read. And I mean, I would just say generally, I just like. You know, adding adding some support staff, adding people, you know, to, 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 to get more people in here to get into the system and, you know, just have more of a buffer. So if that does happen, you've got some guys there because, I mean, you know, when we were there at the Combine, it's it's like you said, it's all these former Patriots execs are now, you know, running the show for a lot of these teams. And you just realize how many guys have departed. I think it's yeah. possible with with Elliot Wolf. I wouldn't rule it out, but uh, he's been handling a lot more of the pro personnel side of things. Uh, for the Patriots and Grow and uh, Cam Williams have been handling a lot more of the draft stuff. Not saying that they don't, you know, cross over at all, but uh, there, there's been more of that. And I think uh, when you look at the Patriots in the past, the guys that they've lost to uh, other teams have been more of the pro personnel uh, guys. I would say than maybe the draft guys, by the exception maybe John Robinson. But uh, you know, Ziegler was a pro personnel guy, for example. Uh, so it's possible. But uh, yeah, he was there. Okay. All right. Um, food's here, so we're going to take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, let's get to some of these emails here in Patriots Unfiltered. Verizon, the network America relies on, and the official 5G network of the New England Patriots. 
Patriot Place is the region's number one shopping, dining, and entertainment destination. Shop your favorites, including Vineyard Vines, Express, Bass Pro Shops, Petco, and more. Enjoy dining at one of our 19 restaurants, including Six String Grill and Stage, Scorpion Bar, and Bar Louie. And don't forget about the entertainment. Explore your inner artist at Muse Paint Bar. Watch a movie at Showcase Cinema Deluxe. Or grab a controller and start gaming at Helix Esports. For a complete directory listing, please visit patriot-place.com. How did Verizon build the fastest 5G in the world? We started by building it right with 5G Ultra Wideband. Then we gave it massive capacity and near zero lag. And it's not just fast, it's 25 times faster than today's 4G networks. This is 5G built right from the network more people rely on, only on Verizon. 5G Ultra Wideband available only in parts of select cities. Global claim based on open signal independent analysis. 25 times analysis by Ookla Speed Test Intelligence data Q2 2020. When someone accidentally threw away the school play costumes... Oh, no! Replacements were shipped with FedEx. And with picture-proof of delivery, everyone could focus on the perfect opening night. FedEx, where now meets next. For residential delivery only. In sports, if you think joy only happens after you win, think again. Look at the world's most successful athletes like Serena Williams, Brooks Kepka, and Alex Morgan. They don't spend all their days grinding away. They take time to enjoy themselves, like getting together with friends over a Michelob Ultra, because they know that happiness is the key to winning and that joy is the whole game, not just the end game. Michelob Ultra, 95 calories, 2.6 grams of carbs. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. AB Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Some people are never content with simply being good. Not when they can be great, but it takes a big step to get there. In fact, it takes a leap of faith, a belief in what you're striving toward, and a willingness to make the commitment, day in and day out, to something bigger than yourself. Putnam is proud to partner with those who share their own commitment to performance excellence. This is Matt Light for Putnam Investments, a world of investing. There's no season better than football season. And there's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy sports partner of the New England Patriots. To add to the thrill, DraftKings has millions of dollars in prizes up for grabs every week. So head to the app now and check it out. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy football is easy to play. Just pick nine players, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for yards, touchdowns, receptions, and so much more. There's no better way to put your football knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at $1 million in total prizes. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week. That's promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week, only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Patriots fans, you'll want to check out the replay on this one. Pat the Patriot is stealing the show tonight with his Bank of America mobile banking app. That's right, folks. So here we see Pat cheering and then whammo. Is that Bank of America life plan? Looks like he's saving up for some big future moves. Planning the next vacay, huh, big guy? And wait, now he's paying back his buddy for concessions using Zelle? No penalty there. Incredible. No way. As if that double move wasn't impressive enough, now he's beefing up his account defense with security meter? Holy cannoli, what a performance.
Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive, Patriot fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash banking. You must be enrolled in online banking or download the latest version of the mobile banking app only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Member FDIC. Want to get into the game? Get coached up at Dean College. Equipped with exclusive academic partnerships featuring the Patriots, Revolution, Providence Bruins, Summer Baseball, and more, our classrooms are set up for success by learning directly from the pros. Dean College has programs in communications, sports management, business, and marketing with unprecedented hands-on experiences. Our students take what they learn in the classroom and put it right to work in the marketplace. At Dean College, our students don't just play games, we run them. Visit us at dean.edu. Verizon, the network America relies on, and the official 5G network of the New England Patriots. Patriot Place is the region's number one shopping, dining, and entertainment destination. Shop your favorites, including Vineyard Vines, Express, Bass Pro Shops, Petco, and more. Enjoy dining at one of our 19 restaurants, including Six String Grill and Stage, Scorpion Bar, and Bar Louie. And don't forget about the entertainment. Explore your inner artist at Mia's Paint Bar. Watch a movie at Showcase Cinema Deluxe. Or grab a controller and start gaming at Helix Esports. For a complete directory listing, please visit patriot-place.com. How did Verizon build the fastest 5G in the world? We started by building it right with 5G Ultra Wideband. Then we gave it massive capacity and near zero lag. And it's not just fast, it's 25 times faster than today's 4G networks. This is 5G built right from the network more people rely on, only on Verizon. 5G Ultra Wideband available only in parts of select cities. Global claim based on open signal independent analysis. 25 times analysis by Ookla's speed test intelligence data Q2 2020. When someone accidentally threw away the school play costumes... Oh, no! Replacements were shipped with FedEx. And with picture-proof of delivery, everyone could focus on the perfect opening night. FedEx, where now meets next. For residential delivery only. In sports, if you think joy only happens after you win, think again. Look at the world's most successful athletes like Serena Williams, Brooks Kepka, and Alex Morgan. They don't spend all their days grinding away. They take time to enjoy themselves, like getting together with friends over a Michelob Ultra, because they know that happiness is the key to winning and that joy is the whole game, not just the end game. Michelob Ultra, 95 calories, 2.6 grams of carbs. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. AB Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Some people are never content with simply being good. Not when they can be great, but it takes a big step to get there. In fact, it takes a leap of faith, a belief in what you're striving toward, and a willingness to make the commitment, day in and day out, to something bigger than yourself. Putnam is proud to partner with those who share their own commitment to performance excellence. This is Matt Light for Putnam Investments, a world of investing. There's no season better than football season. And there's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy sports partner of the New England Patriots. To add to the thrill, DraftKings has millions of dollars in prizes up for grabs every week. So head to the app now and check it out. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy football is easy to play. Just pick nine players, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for yards, touchdowns, receptions, 
and so much more. There's no better way to put your football knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at $1 million in total prizes. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week. That's promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week, only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Patriots fans, you'll want to check out the replay on this one. Pat the Patriot is stealing the show tonight with his Bank of America mobile banking app. That's right, folks. So here we see Pat cheering, and then whammo! Is that Bank of America life plan? Looks like he's saving up for some big future moves. Planning the next vacay, huh, big guy? And wait, now he's paying back his buddy for concessions using Zell? No penalty there. Incredible. No way. As if that double move wasn't impressive enough, now he's beefing up his account defense with security meter? Holy cannoli, what a performance. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive, Patriot fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com banking. You must be enrolled in online banking or download the latest version of the mobile banking app only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Member FDIC. Want to get into the game? Get coached up at Dean College. Equipped with exclusive academic partnerships featuring the Patriots, Revolution, Providence Bruins, Summer Baseball, and more, our classrooms were set up for success by learning directly from the pros. Dean College has programs in communications, sports management, business, and marketing with unprecedented hands-on experiences. Our students take what they learn in the classroom and put it right to work in the marketplace. At Dean College, our students don't just play games, we run them. Visit us at dean.edu. And now, great moments in history. Yeah, I think he goes by DR. He's a quarterback at Houston and Miami. Yeah. Oh, boy. Uh-oh. 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 See, he's Put still, down the cigarettes, Paul. Excuse not, me. It's not good. It's really, I mean, it's, it's I really mean, pretty much gone. Makes such a good point there. <laughs> I don't know why. I, I, I haven't complimented. That's, compl- what, it was. that's what, what it is. When I was yeah. going on my rant on Saturday, I haven't complimented any of his points. Cigarettes. I, mean, I have a compliment. It's hard to argue with anything Deuces said. We don't know it, but Paul goes home. He's a chain smoker. He's just like one after another. After the draft, he's Can a like, guy get a light? Ooh, that value. <laughs> Safe home, honey. I'd rather fight than switch. That's another great moment from All right, back here on Patriots Unfiltered. We're talking combine and draft and free agency and quarterback movement and and everything else that's on the table. And we're going to get to your emails in just a second. Uh, right now at 855-PATS-500, Eldred from North Carolina is on the phone. What's up, Eldred? Been waiting for this one. <laughs> hey, fellas. Late. How y'all doing? All right. Hey, Eldred. Hey, uh, Evan. What's hey, up, like sir? Combine Evan. <laughs> I like Combine Evan. <laughs> well, why is that? He's yeah, a hound uh, dog, man. He's running up to guys. I think that the PR staff hated Evan more than anyone else that was me. there. Fearless. He's fearless. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I saw the combine. I got carried away with um, with uh, the Gonzalez from uh, Oregon. Yeah. Yep. The, when that, after he ran that second forty, and I saw him how smooth he transitioned in that uh, in those drills. Yep. And I'm like, now, like I said, I thought Porter Porter might be the guy, but I like Gonzalez, and, and I don't think them tackles going to be there at fourteen. Nope. So I really thought we get a corner. And then a, then a wide receiver, one of those. Those are man corners. What do you think? Does, does hips don't lie with Gonzalez. 
My hips don't lie. And yeah, that guy's smooth. Say what now? The hips don't lie, Eldred. The hips don't lie. Sorry, that's my Shakira. Swivel hips. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they, I think I think smooth. I think I can speak for Evan and I. Well, we were both really impressed with Joey Porter Jr. I mean, you're expecting Joey Porter up there, and he's not that guy. He's very kind of soft spoken, big smile. Um, you know, I, it's it's he's he looks like the real deal. Yeah, Christian Gonzalez though, I, I think is the number one corner in this draft. Yeah, and he's smooth plays multiple schemes can play him in zone can play him in man off press what like whatever you want to do i i think he's going to go in the top five to seven picks in this draft though ultimately i i don't know if he'll he, sh- he'll he should late. i went on Thanks, the Eldred. on the uh, on the on the six rings podcast they went on we were talking about him and i said not that i'm comparing him specifically to ty law but when you looked at ty law i was like that's a cornerback and that's how i feel with gonzalez he just looks like you know, USA made in a lab. That's what he looks like. Yeah, I, I think. No. Yeah, keep his mic. Keep Paul, Paul's mic <laughs> muted. Nice, we don't need yeah. to hear him for the second half. Yeah, you, you, can't, you can't do that to me. I can't be silent. It's like, I need to. I'm just a. <laughs> Uh, Witherspoon. What about Witherspoon? What were you guys? Uh, well, so, uh, well, he we didn't see him, so I think right. he was having like a hamstring, like MRI. A couple of the guys, like I mentioned, Dewan Jones didn't come in because they were uh, in the last group getting medical checks, so we didn't get to see Witherspoon. And I mean, I, I really am kind of bummed about that. He was one I really wanted to see just because I just have really enjoyed watching him destroy people in the backfield. I mean, he is like fearless tackler, and he seems like he fits the. Pro- I just I need to look at him more because I don't feel like I have as good of a sense that we didn't see him there. Yeah, I, he's he's the best coverage player in the draft. Like in terms of just you got this guy. Like I'm taking Witherspoon over the rest of them. But uh, for the Patriots, he's like five eleven. Like you know, he's not exactly what what we are all hoping for at that position. Well, how in terms tall of the was body Revis? Type. Like five eleven. Yeah, probably about five. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying it's like he's not he's he's not Marcus Jones. Like he's not five yeah, eight. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, I I just think that he, if you're looking for that bigger outside corner, like there definitely are some people that think that he's more of like a nickel or like somebody that's yeah. going to cover some Z receivers versus like covering the the X. Uh, but I, I think that he's. He's a shutdown guy, and he's got that playmaking ability as a tackler he, he, too. He does look like he has that slot ability to just go, especially on like running plays and stuff. He's he's aggressive. Uh, Rick writes in. Given the rumors, I'm curious what your thoughts are on the potential Mac Jones trade to the Raiders. <laughs> if the Raiders are willing to offer the number seven pick, <laughs> <laughs> nope, I'm not doing. Do that. the Patriots take it and then package Paul. it with this 14th pick and maybe a draft pick from next year? And try to move oh up God. into the top three and grab Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud. <laughs> what an email! Seventh, seventh, Paul couldn't say yes fast enough. <laughs> so, the, so you're email? actually going to get the emailer? a higher draft pick than what you drafted for, and he really hasn't right? proved anything. Who's yet. the emailer? No, they're going to trade uh, this guy, Rick. I don't know. They Rick, might as well Rick, just throw Devontae Adams. That's, that's in very there. well done. <laughs> that that worked. Can we sweeten the pot I'm a glad, little bit? I'm glad I didn't have a full swig of Diet Pepsi because it would have been <laughs> all over Fred. But that that was good. What uh like like seriously though? What would be your your threshold for if somebody wanted to trade for Mac? What would be what would be the the lowest first round pick, second round pick? But like but specific like I mean, twenties you know. Like. Yeah, I mean I wouldn't expect it to be a top ten pick, but I think though the only way I and I don't know how you would do this. The only way I would be interested in trading Mac is if there was somebody in the draft now at quarterback that I really loved and I knew I could get. That's yeah. the only way I would do it. Well, that's the only but reason. That, that would be the reason why you would do it. Yeah. What if Bill Belichick thinks that there's no difference between Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi? Then um, I think then it's be, the end of Bill Belichick's tenure. You'd come around to that way of thinking. <laughs> you'd be distraught in the moment. <laughs> and then tomorrow when we do the show, you'd be like, I just think it was good value, well, Evan. Gonna, I mean, I don't I'm know what gonna, to tell I'm not going to go into the season thinking there's no hope. 
you know, hello. But no, but I don't want you to go into the season. I, yeah, I don't want you to go into the season if with you, no hope. I'm you, saying, what if Bill thinks there's not a whole lot to choose between those two quarterbacks? Then I question his judgment. I'm with Fred. I got to press record. Good day, sir. I am with Fred on this though. If you knew that, like, let's say they that's their line of thinking that Bailey Zappi and Mac Jones are pretty much equal but at 14 we're going to take Anthony Richardson and we're going to develop Anthony Richardson mm. Bailey Zappi oh, can I start like in the meantime now. that that scenario is yeah, fine possible fine. but you're not getting Anthony Richardson at 14 so like wh- what are you going to do then? Now, if you get a first-round pick, and now, so now, what are we packaging first-round picks up to move up into the top ten to get Anthony Richardson? Yes, that's what you do. You stockpile assets. I just don't get see, where you want to go. I just don't see Bill doing something. Well, but like now, that. I don't think now it's I, in my in my personal opinion. I think it's a moot point because I don't think Mac Jones is going to garner you enough to offer you the ability to get up where you want to go. I don't think you're getting a first-round pick for Mac Jones this year. Now, maybe if he plays really well. And you you still don't want to move on with him? Then maybe next year, next off season, you could. But coming off that season, I don't think he's getting you a first round pick. I'm just not selling low on Mac Jones. I'd much uh, rather yeah. sell. High and I on think that's, that's probably the biggest yeah. reason, Evan. Yeah. Why I don't think there's much of a chance, if any at all, of him getting moved because of exactly what you just said. You don't sell right. low. I know. And this was Felger Mass's thing. I caught a bit of them yesterday, and they're just like. They have him on a rookie deal, Mike. They are not doing anything with him. On that contract, he is here. I totally agree. <clears throat> I disagree with Mike's premise that he's here for two years. Oh, yeah. Like, Mike's po- whole point is, even if he doesn't play much better this year than he did last year, you know, say in 23 than he did in 22. They're picking up the option no matter what? No, they'll just play it out. Right. And yeah. I was like, four years. No. Oh, He'll have to play better for them to want to. Play it up. Fifth. They won't pick up the fifth year option, I don't think, under any circumstances. Mm-hmm. Unless he lights it up this year. And that's a deal then. And, and then therefore that seems like a right. deal to right. them. Yeah. But if he if he plays like the same as he has like basically the first two years, they're not gonna pick up the option and I'm not sure they're gonna ride him through like the fourth year. Like what are we doing? Why do that? Uh, Nick in Kansas says with the release of Brian Hoyer. Would the Patriots use up a late-round pick on a quarterback? If so, what are some guys that we could realistically target? Bennett and Duggan would be on my list, but I'm not sure where they're projected to like go. Like Stetson Bennett? <laughs> I guess so, yeah. I didn't I didn't like his quote for there's two guys that played in the national championship game, yeah. and, and I know who they are. I, well, well, yeah, and he's 50. I right? think there's two easy ones, and it's, I mean, we've all been talking about DTR that, you know, from UCLA that they had at the Shrine Bowl. Um, I mean, I, I kind of like the idea of how bad they've been against mobile quarterbacks of, you know, maybe drafting a guy that's not necessarily a developmental going to be our guy, but maybe at least a guy who can run a little bit and can provide – some of those looks, um, but DTR and, and, and Jake Hayner was a favorite um, of of uh, of ESPN. Uh, Why can't I keep Jordan, Jordan Reed? Reed. I, there's too many Justin Reeds and Jordan Reeds in my life, but he was another one that you know late round guy that that he thought kind of fit. What about um, age? To me, isn't like the thing for Bennett that I'm not interested in because if the yeah. guy can play, he can yeah, play. I know I'm only kidding. Um, but like Hooker, yeah, yeah. What about Hendon Hooker? I really like it. I just, I mean, I, Too I, high. I, I, yeah, I mean, that's probably the case. But I mean, I would say, aside from, I like him though. I like him. I mean, I really love just listening to him. You know, during the Senior Bowl, um, you know, there was like a lot of him getting mic'd up, watching practice, and 
you know, you just get a sense of these guys. I, I, I agree with Evan, though. I think somebody's going to probably take him in the first day or two. Um, Do you think he's going in the first I think, round? Oh, sorry. Not, second round. Second, third round. I bet you something in there. Oh, I, 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 way, I way missed that. Never mind then. If he's fully he, healthy, I think he'd be going in the first round. Oh, yeah, but so he's not going to be fully healthy. I think for, you'd have to take him at 46. Yeah, I, I'd be interested in that yeah. because, as you know, yeah, I think they need a quarter. A <laughs> uh, little um, left turn here. Kyle and Rosalind Dale writes in, um, while sitting around on Sunday after having a few too many of Paul's Diet Millers on Saturday <laughs> night, my girlfriend and I suddenly got the craving for wings. Were you with my, my son? Is that where all my Diet Millers went? We're currently in Roslindale, and after scouring DoorDash and Uber Eats to find the best wing uh, near us, I had an epiphany. Suddenly, I heard Fred's voice in my head talking about Buff's Pub prior to the Super Bowl and how the wings w- there can't miss. We ordered takeout, and I have to say, only after a couple of bites in, I think Fred may have been underselling it. I went with the lemon pepper garlic parm and my girlfriend the peach bourbon barbecue, and both were easily in the tier of the best wings I've ever had. Um, that's yeah. that's oh. great, but you didn't get buffalo? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> That's hilarious yeah. because I just saw an ad on TV for Buff's Pub randomly, and I'm like, where do I know this from? And it was – I'm like, Fred, this is Fred's place. Buff's Pub. It looked good. Oh, it's everybody's yeah. place just around to, here. Just for the yeah. record, I've I think I brought up Buff's Pub I think first you did too. I don't Fred think I heard about then, it before. Then was in agreement right. with me on it. I got to go. Where's Newton? Newton? Newton. Newton. Oh, yeah. Right off, right off the Mass Pike. In we Newton. used to go after when I worked at the Herald – after we would play our uh, Boston City corporate uh, basketball games, uh, I, I was just you know messing around and getting triple doubles. Um, <laughs> we would go to Buffs Pub. It was awesome. Buffs Pub, really really legit Buffalo wings. Yeah. Wing Evan legit. thinks that the show started when he was on here. <laughs> I think we've talked about Buffs Pub before you existed. I, I was. Thank you, Fred. I was that. I, I hear. I hear that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you know, things happened before 1992, <laughs> Evan. All right. Uh, and certainly, I went to Buff's Pub before then, too. Uh, I was arguing with my friend, now. says Tim, and I wanted to get your thoughts. Do you think the AFC East is now the best division in football, assuming the Jets get Aaron Rodgers and maybe the Ravens can't keep Lamar Jackson? Of course, this is just hypothetical, but I thought this was interesting. Um, it's definitely not the NFC South. <laughs> if the gets, if I the mean, j- if the Jets get Aaron Rodgers, then you have two legitimate, like really legitimate teams. I don't know about Miami because of t- the. Well, they're going to get Brady. Oh, no, I'm only kidding. Yeah. Oh, that would be. Di- I still give it to the AFC West. I yeah, I'm not giving up on the AFC West either because I still think there's there's enough talent there, and I, I maybe I'm being foolish with Sean Payton, but I think Sean Payton will make that look better. Mm. Yeah, I think that guy was over his head. Yeah, I mean, I as think a, as a head coach, Nathaniel Hackett. I mean, just even seeing this on the TV screen here as we're sitting with like Aaron Rodgers agrees to me. You know, with the Jets, like it's it's oh, kind of scary. Evan says they're playing footsie. I mean, it's kind of it's kind of scary because I think we all Under agree that that team has a lot of it's, pieces it's in place. Be very scared. And all of a sudden, you know, and you've been looking up at Miami, and, and I know that they beat Miami last year at the end. Uh, you know, a bang and bleared Miami squad, not exactly Third what it was, but yeah. So you know, they haven't been able to beat Buffalo. They've had a real hard time with Miami too, and now you're talking about the Jets are about to get well, a, a generational quarterback. Th- th- with think some about good the games that you had with the Jets last year. You lose both, and, of them. and recently, yep, you like, lose both of them. The only That's reason right. you won that game last year at home was because of the kick return. Yep. It had nothing I, to do with your. Yep. I, I think you yep. may have lost both if. Mike White had played, let alone yeah, Aaron right. Rodgers. I, they they couldn't score points. Yep. That's not going to be the case with Aaron Rodgers. Yep. 
And if Hall is, you know, healthy again, you know, right? Jeez, I didn't. I, even, that didn't even you know, come to the top of my mind. That's I, I, a great I mean, point for that's us. a scary proposition. I, I, I am. I have to do everything in my power to keep Aaron Rodgers from Bob going to the Jets. Him. I really do. Gonzalez. I don't know. I'm going to have to start making some phone calls because I mean, for me, and I said it many times. Like, and and I know Paul sometimes brings up like, you know, how, well, how do you feel about like, you know, Russell Wilson going to the Broncos? Do you feel like you know the AFC is getting tougher? And it's like. I can't get past the AFC East. And right now, it's just like that is my my nightmare of, well, what are the Patriots going to do? Because we know what, what's going on against Buffalo and Miami. And now that the Jets are going to enter into this mix, like, you know, they, they need to, I feel like, and, and I hate this kind of stuff, like, you need to make a statement. But at the same time, I kind of feel like you got to make a statement and say, hey, what are we doing to try to, like, close the gap here? Because it feels like all these other teams are making strides each offseason away from us. And each year, it gets a little bit farther away. Yeah, but I do think the you know, the AFC East would would enter into that area with, with, of the best, if not the best, yep. divisions. There there aren't really a, a ton of them. I, I still think the North is pretty good, you know, w- with with Cincinnati, Cleveland, and and Pittsburgh, um, and Baltimore. They're all like they're all talented teams. They're all pretty tough teams. The big X factor there is is Watson. Can he be anything like what he was? Right. We didn't really see a lot of signs of that in the last handful of games he played. But what if the whole offseason he looks more like the Deshaun Watson that last played for the Texans? When, when Mike decided, oh yeah, he's pretty good. Yeah, I mean that's. I mean he won't stop destroying our team. That's that's when you found out he was good. Yeah. I mean not at Clemson. Or that's, like that, a, wait, I mean wait. I, I mean wait till I tell you about what Marvin Harrison's son's doing at Ohio State, guys. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a division where the Steelers are kind of in the situation of the Patriots, where yeah, you know, uh, right? You've they been could the top be on the bottom looking up. Yeah, and and, and 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 they, I mean, they they are. I think that if if Watson. Turns out to be what he was in Houston. Then I think Pittsburgh is the the worst team in that division, and they went nine and eight right last year. Yeah, so that's a pretty good division. And Jackson's, I don't think Jackson's going anywhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Jordan in London. I love Deuce and Evans' reports from the combine, but we only heard good reviews of the play- players and how they carried themselves. <laughs> I miss Paul and Andy's irrational dislike of prospects. <laughs> oh, oh, we got after, those. After walking past them in Indy. In, in fairness to me, and I don't often defend myself, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that was more of an Andy thing. He just decided <laughs> guys couldn't play based on appearances. Nope. Uh, no based on comportment. Um, yeah, you're never going to Ricks. Eli Ricks. Eli Ricks. That, yeah. was my, that was my, like, what are we doing Does here, guy? guy? rub you the wrong way? Yeah. Well, yeah. Did he say, like, he thought he should be the number one overall pickers? I mean, you know, it's just, I don't know. Well, Andy was completely out on Kyla Murray. Yeah, just, just I he walked well, in. He's like, looked like he's like was right. some little boy <laughs> that, was he? that wandered in. Oh yeah, he was. Yeah, he was very way right. <laughs> um, let's see. He knew that he didn't study, and that's why he would never be as good as he should be. <laughs> Seems like he, he likes Madden a, too much. A gamer clause <laughs> in his contract. <laughs> Brian, is, he's like sitting in one of those chairs, like gamer chairs. Like, hey guys. <laughs> Brian in the Bay Area says Paul is a fraud. Yes, he is. Uh, Orlando Facts. Brown playing on three teams is a red flag. Brandon Cooks playing on four teams is a Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Just so you know, I'm not interested in reacquiring Brandon Cooks. And when the Patriots got him, it was his second team. Yeah. I'm not interested in trading for Brandon Cooks now. Well, that's a Robbie Anderson thing, too. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm less interested in that. Right. I, no th- and, I just, and these names get recycled over and over Which and over Which brings me to our, our, uh, our lunchtime discussion during the break. What do you think of Robbie Anderson on a cheap cheap team? I mean, you get him a, a depreciator. No. Why do we want that? We don't want that. No, that's what I'm saying. Can we go down yeah. the hall and ask? Because they've been oh, in on Robbie Anderson. Yeah. For when I years. say we, I'm not just talking about the fans. I'm yeah. that that's what they'll do. 
Yeah. Well, another guy, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. another guy that wrote in saying, you know, in cornerback, like, it, it, you know, I think cornerback is a is a big need. Totally agree. Uh, what do you think of Greedy Williams, <laughs> who hasn't really worked out? He's a second round pick who was supposed to be real, and I missed on him. By the way, yeah. that was a guy that I really liked. Um, why do we need to find these like diamonds in the rough? Like, did did Gilmore not work out well? So when I when I posted my cornerback uh, rankings going into the combine, and all the comments were if they can find JC Jackson as a UDFA, why waste a first round pick on right. a corner? And it's like, because JC Jackson is good, not great. Exactly. Like, That's what right. they don't get. And, right. and Fred and I had a discussion about this, I think in last Tuesday's show. Like, if I can win the lottery, why you know have a 401k? So the Patriots <laughs> have done a very good job, and I'm not exaggerating. They've done a very good job of finding undrafted free agent cornerbacks that can play that have made the, in, and turned them into right. NFL players right. going back to Randall Gay and you know Malcolm Butler I mean even Miles Bryant John Jones Logan Ryan, Jonathan Kyle Jones he was a third years. round pick wow, Logan Ryan and uh JC and JC okay but I think those guys were were really good when you think of them as former undrafted free agents right not when you think of them as we took them in the first round, right? Like Randall Gay was not a great player if he was a first round draft pick. That I again same point made on six rings today. Just saying, traded for Talib, like had to go out and sign Revis Browner. You know, I don't really and consider I think that's the same. a characteristic of all of their championship teams. You yep. want a one? Ty Law, yeah. Asante Samuel, Stephon Gilmore, Darrell Revis. Like they've had that. Al, to use your your term, that alpha corner got that, dog that if you want to say Steph Diggs is playing today, okay, no problem. I got him. He's going to get his three for 30, and that's all. That's what I loved. Uh, I, we talked to Cam Smith from South Carolina a little bit at the Combine, and uh, he played Jalen Hyatt this past season who won the Blittenkopf at Tennessee, and he said they got into their meeting room on Sunday, first meeting room, turned the page of Tennessee. He goes, walks into the meeting room, goes, I got Hyatt, and leaves. And I was like... <laughs> Boom! Like yeah. that's what we that's My what we God. want. That's the mentality and, you want, and that's yeah. what I I know that there's stories from Ty Law doing similar things where yep. you know they would play uh you know the Bills and he'd be like I got molds and then he would just walk out of the room <laughs> and yep. then in the game he'd take molds and he'd take your guy too yeah when he, when he wanted yeah, yeah right so it, it, and I just I feel like that we sometimes lose and I heard my buddy Chris Gasper talking about this like the Patriots done a great job of developing cornerbacks over the years and and. I would push back against that a little bit. I think they've done a great job of, like, mining, you know, these diamonds in the rough. Yes. And turning them into, you know, NFL players. Right. Like, Malcolm Butler, to me, was good. Yeah. J.C. Jackson is good. I don't think they're stars. But I could give you a laundry list of guys they've taken in the first three rounds at that position that all couldn't play. Yeah, Tyrone Wheatley. Yeah. I mean, I, Dowling, I, 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 it's, it's a, I, I, lo- I, I love the point, and, it's, and I think when you, I look at this defense, I think that's what's missing. Like, you need that number one cornerback, and it's not just about, or right, you're going to go lock a guy down. It's just about the trickle down. And, you know, if you have that one guy, then all these other guys that you somehow found, UDFAs, late round, developmental guys – then there, then that's okay. But when you're trying to go into battle with just all guys that you, you know, the diamonds in the rough who aren't quite, you know, they're the one bees of the world. I, I, I don't think it's enough. I think they need that talent. They need that guy at the top. I, no, I, I, I mean we saw it. Even guys that weren't in their prime but were good covers. When they added Revis and the tall kid on the other side, Browner, Browner, Browner uh, that year, it, it made 
it made a huge difference. It allowed you to do so many different things on defense that you weren't able to do before. You know, it frees but other even guys up. like the mentality of how you view a guy, right? Like, I think we'd all agree. Jonathan Jones, good, solid player. Absolutely. Like, I, I wouldn't tell you anything overly negative about Jonathan Jones, but I still think of him as scrappy, overachieving, undrafted free agent. Look what happened when you made him your number one corner. How did Diggs do against him? How did Jefferson do against him? And that's not Jonathan Jones's fault. This is not necessarily meant to be a shot at Jonathan Jones. It's meant to show you depth. the difference between yeah. the guys that Evan's talking about that come into the meeting room and tell you what they're going to do and you're an undrafted free agent in year six or seven yeah. who's had your hats off, great job getting yourself into a really, really respectable NFL career. Who's competitive. Right. <laughs> yeah. And he is. He didn't have a terrible year as right. the number one corner. Right. He was fine. Right. But I, I think if he's going to be your number one corner, you're probably going to struggle against yeah. a good passing and, team. And that's why, like, you can tell, like, you guys know this. Like, and I always look at the Tlaib thing as, like, kind of the inflection point of, like, hey, we can't just keep driving, drafting 5'10", 180 corners that play zone. We need to be able to man people up. So, like, I think we were all surprised when they put that contract on Stephon Gilmore. You know, not in a bad way, but just those signs to me going to get Revis – it showed to me they get it. They know they need that guy, and they just they haven't had that guy since Gilmore left. I think this this draft could be an opportunity. And to And Gilmore him. was the I think the tenth overall pick in his Ten. draft, yep. and so he's somebody that was a yep. high end talent, like you know, really great tester, all through the roof, all everything. And I, I just I come back to we were talking about this a lot at the combine because these corners just like blew us away. I mean, there's going to be 15 corners drafted in the top 100 of this draft. There's great depth, great guys at the top at the top. Excuse me, and uh, we were talking why. Why were they had? Why do they have such a good pass rush, but they were terrible on third down, right? Like, why? Like, how? How do those yeah. two things? Sixty sacks, twenty second on third down. Right. How? How do those two things line up? And I, I think at the end of the day, as much as I get into the X's and O's in the scheme, at, at some point it's our guys against your guys and on the outside at corner their guys were just not good enough i mean i look at the raiders game like they just marched right down the field when they needed to drive at the end of the game if you had one of those lockdown corners instead of marcus jones you know playing out of position and all these guys playing you know in up up a, a peg in the order do the raiders march right down the field like i i don't know maybe yeah. not and if you lose jonathan jones and you don't do, let's say you don't get that first or second round draft pick and you don't, say, swing oh a trade God. for Jalen Ramsey or someone, you know, I don't know. Scary. Marcus Peters, I don't know. <laughs> then you, you're going in with Jalen Mills, who you have no idea about because yeah. he missed half the year, and the Jones boys. Like, I mean, even, even Miles Bryant's a restricted free agent. Yep. That's a complicated one where he's undrafted too. So it's like you're basically either choosing we're going to extend him or we're going to kind of let him walk. Well, right? like you you're not going to give an original Terran tender, and then but anybody could sign I mean, into it, right? I mean, most teams, if they had any, if they had any interest in the player, would give him a second round tender, which would scare everybody off. Can't pay. You, you can't, think you're going to give no, him that? No, of course you can't. Not. You can't. I don't think they will. Uh, Juan in Mexico uh, with the report that teams believe Jacoby Myers is not getting fifteen plus million uh, dollar contract. Is there more of a chance they keep him or they start from scratch with drafting? Also, with Bill not going into the combine, is that a sign he is leaving more GM duties to Matt Groh and fo focusing more on the coaching part of his job, or does it mean nothing? I mean, I, I mean, I think the way they divide it up is Groh's kind of the draft and Elliot Wolf is kind of free agency and pro. I mean, that's been Bill kind of overseeing it all. Um, 
seems about right. Yeah. I think that last thing, or does it mean nothing, is where <laughs> I'm at with that. 15 plus million. I, I'm not sure that Jacoby Myers is going to get more than 15 million. I just I think yeah. I think given the market he's he's probably going to walk and I mean it's I, I'm yeah. excited for him to get to get paid and but 12, I also think 12, that the Patriots 13, can you know 14 just, maybe I don't know. I don't want to say upgrade but I think they can change their dynamic a little bit and you know instead of having a lot of guys who maybe err more to the side of size and smarts you can maybe the word I keep hammering quickness you can you know try to try to get a little bit of speed and, and dynamic nature into the middle of the field it's going to be unproven uh, likely but you know I would take you know. Some flyers on maybe some some veteran guys too, just to, to see how it works. God, just to be a fly in the wall down there about how they're talking about approaching this off season, you know. And are we going to surround Mac? Is that priority number one? Like, I just it would be so interesting to know. Yeah, you know. Well, yeah. to go back to the whole Aaron Rodgers thing, if that's not priority number one, then what is? Because yeah. <laughs> if, if the Jets have Aaron Rodgers and that defense and the Bills are the Bills and the Dolphins are at least a team that can light up the scoreboard on any given Sunday, you better be able to score some points yeah. in this division. Yeah. And right now they are not – they are on the bottom right. of that. And who knows what Garrett Wilson looks like. I mean, wh- how far Garrett Wilson ascends when he has a quarterback like that throwing him the ball. You know, like you could be talking about the three of the top with, five receivers in the league or in the AFC. With East. Zach Wilson throwing him the ball in the game in the Meadowlands, he, he ripped him up. Yeah. Right now, the the second game here, no one could do anything offensively. It was <laughs> three, 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 three. three. I, uh, quick, quick little story. I did write. I, I don't know if I wrote it. Did I write it? I don't know. Um, but talking to a guy from Houston and just brought up like, hey, what'd you think of Marcus Jones's, um, you know, rookie year? I mean, just lit up like, oh my gosh. He said, you know, we're the whole team. We were watching it in the locker room uh, that game against the Jets, and then you know, we're all like, oh man, he could do it. He could do it. And we all had our phones out. You know, he just he was he was so excited for his former teammate and stuff so it was, you know just kind of cool little little yeah. interaction i like uh, those yeah. you talk to the the teammates the year later yeah. i just love when you ask questions and you see something ignite in them that they're just excited to talk about because there were a couple guys i talked to some of the oregon guys but there was one of the oregon linemen where i, I was kind of sidling up getting ready to ask a question and i'm like this is the most nervous human being i think i've ever seen in my entire life and like was just fumbling with like the most simplest questions, and I'm like, "All right, I'm just gonna let this guy have a pass. I don't want to stress him out anymore." No, no, Adrian Clem grilling. <laughs> nope, not on that day. Why didn't you pick up the backside blitz? <laughs> uh, Alex and Somerset love the show. I've heard Evan say multiple times how the Patriots cannot or do not develop big outside receivers, Quentin Johnson, Metcalf types. I'm confused by this because coaches are constantly being shifted and updated. Belichick is a defensive coach and doesn't seem to be part of the wide receiver development. Why is it just a known thing that the Patriots are unable to develop a big wide receiver? Saying this without going further almost makes it seem like the Patriots are unable to do it for unknown reasons. Considering coaching changes happen constantly, could you expand on this? Just tell me the one big outside receiver that they developed into a, a good NFL player. I, I, I mean, how many coaches do we have to – I don't care about the coaches. Like, just just tell me. I mean, it, I think, it's I, never happened. Well, maybe he's just curious. Like, why do you think that they've been unsuccessful doing it? Because I think in this system – and look, we can talk about the system and if it, it, if it should be the system and not should be the system or whatever. But in this system, you have to be a high IQ player that knows how to run routes. And the guys that just are explosive, big size, speed They've guys that had run, to do that. run in a straight line like yeah. that's just not, you know, just uh, I, I don't know. Like just name a name. I know, I know. Chad Jackson, they Aaron Dobson, they Kill Harry didn't develop Devonte Adams, but do you think it's an interesting just 
thing to discuss in terms of what Devontae Adams did with, you know, with Mick Lombardi and Josh McDaniels, who were those previous guys. Like, I mean, I, again, you brought Randy Moss right. in. There was, was no problem. Say, that's, that's the comp. There's no problem when you bring a guy in who's, you know, that next kind of level. But, I mean, I, I agree generally with the point. I'm still kind of on the same thing with, with Quentin Johnston in that regard. But Yeah, I, I agree well, with the point because I think it's factual. Like, yeah. I, I don't – I yeah. think Evan just gave you a bunch of examples of guys. But I, I, I look at it more as – it's it's not really it's not really what they want. It's not what they're looking for for whatever reason, and I disagree with it because I do think that when you have guys with that kind of ability, the offense changes. Yeah, and I think it did change when when Moss came in. Now I get it. Like to just ask Chad Jackson to be Randy Moss, that's stupid. But you got to hit. Like I don't like the idea of just saying. Those guys don't work in this offense, so I'm not going to look at them. And this is not meant to be a shot at you, Evan. No. I, this is more of a shot at, like, the system. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, I it, hear It's you. like it's unbending. I hear you because, look, I, I think just in terms of checking boxes, I think Quentin Johnson checks the most boxes out of any receiver in this class because he doesn't have the 40 concern that JSN might have or the speed concern that he might have. So if you're just looking at boxes, I, I think in terms of the position he's going to play in the league is that outside X receiver, he checks all of them. He's he's everything. But the problem that you see with him is a linear athlete. Like This is not a guy that can sink his hips, make a cut at the top of the route, and create separation. I mean, even when he goes up against corners that he had their numbers, like uh, Julius Brent is a guy I really like on day two, had a lot of problems covering Quentin Johnston down the field. But when Quentin Johnston ran a slant, Julius Brent was in his hip pocket. Like, so, you know, you just, you look at these types right. of things and but you worry. I, I don't want to fixate necessarily on a specific player. I'm, I'm going to just start naming random players from the league, like Mike Evans and A.J. Brown and D.K. Metcalf and, you know, like all of these, like, do we feel like? And I'm not talking asking no. you to go individually. I, and right? Tell me no, I don't. Skill because I think they're they're finished products. So I'm not. I, I know but you don't. You don't think that they could get it out of them? No, I, I I'm saying that I think that if this Patriots tomorrow went out and traded for DK Metcalf, I think DK Metcalf would be a hell of a Patriot. Like I think he'd be a great player. I I don't. My concern is is that you're. If you had drafted DK Metcalf in 2019, would DK Metcalf be the player that he okay. is with Seattle today? Okay. Because I don't think so. That you that think it's more of a development thing? Yeah, I think it's more due to the system that they that there's sort of. I think anti it's. I think player. to me, I guess they go hand in yeah, hand. Yeah, I was just gonna say it feels like they go hand in hand, and like you know, I, I mean, I, I don't have the answer. I'm not. Yeah. This is not one of my snarky Paulisms. I'm just thinking out loud. Uh, I, I I think that your offense is limit. I listen when you have Tom Brady. I mean, and and just. That guy, Mike Evans, proves the point. So you had it doing it like with the, the five-yard passes to Wes Welker and Julian Edelman and then throwing seam routes to Gronk and throwing bombs to – like he showed you he could do it. And then he went an entirely different cast of characters in Tampa Bay, really talented cast of character, uh, characters, but he's throwing bombs to Mike Evans, and, yeah. it, it, and it looks the same. It just I – mean, I mean, the production's the same. It looked different, but the production was there. Uh, like to me, it's about – not about the system as much as the players. Where, where I'm at right now is that I'm wondering last year's, you know, changing the system, simplifying it to make it go faster. You know, where did that end up? And was that part of trying to eliminate the kind of things we're talking about? Second point, Bill O'Brien has had success developing a couple wide receivers. DeAndre Hopkins obviously played well under him in Houston. 
what changes now when Bill O'Brien comes back? Is this now building off of what Matt Patricia did and in the simplicity? Are we blowing that up and we're just Bill O'Brien's offense is back now? Um, you know, so I, though, that's an area where I wonder maybe that, that you know, maybe Bill O'Brien has something new and maybe, you know, maybe that this can change a little bit. I, I don't know. He, he hasn't had success elsewhere, though, and he's seen plenty of other guys. So that's a little bit intriguing to me. I think it's uh, the old B- Billy O'Brien system. I think it's going to be the same playbook that they had so in like 2011. So like the Matt Patricia playbook was just <laughs> oh, yeah, up absolutely. in flames and that whole Did thing. Did have one? That experience. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, um, speaking of him, yeah, Karen Grigid over the weekend uh, indicated that he is in play for a job in Philadelphia. Yeah, I saw Lin- that. A uh, possible linebackers coach. Yeah. Oh, just we like to Darius throw everything. Slay's going to love that. I was just going to say, you know, <laughs> right. he's still there. Best friends, yeah. best friends forever. Yeah. I still don't think you're in the front quarter. <laughs> I don't know why you think you should be hanging out with those guys. You yeah. haven't achieved anything that they have. Uh, Russell in Arkansas, speaking of Billy O, he wonders, uh, do you guys think Billy O will have any say in the draft? If so, do you think they will be more inclined to draft guys from the SEC? And last question, any chance they go more defensive players in the draft and free agency? Um, and and free agency route for offense. So defense in the draft, free agency for offense. There is no offense in free agency besides linemen. There, there's tackles. Uh, well, you tell them the thing that you that you heard, right? Like, yeah, no, yeah. I, I, Macro told me that that Billy O was a huge. I think he used two huges, huge, huge, huge uh, resource for for the college side. I think is the phrasing that he used to pick his brain about players he coached at Alabama, players he coached against in the SEC, college football playoff, Sugar Bowl, you know, things like that. So, yeah, I definitely think that Bill O'Brien not only having an influence on scouting and the players that they go after, but also having an influence based off of the type of system that he's going to implement here will be a, a big part of it. Yeah. I, I'm not saying it's the yeah. end-all, be-all. I but think it'll be part. part of it, and I don't think that'll lead them to draft more SEC guys. Like, I think <laughs> – that's what you would like. I mean, That's I think you, like, you, yeah. you in general, do. you're going to draft yeah. SEC guys, so does everybody else. But I think he'll be a part of the draft, just like I think Josh was a part of the draft. Yeah, and I would just say, Fred, to the to the defensive side of the point, I, I feel like I came back from Indy, and if I had to say there's one area I just don't really feel like I got a good beat on it is, is the front seven, the linebackers, the edges. And, I mean, I do feel like – there's some quality nose tackle, you know, day three, fill, you know, take the Carl Davis role and maybe hand it to a rookie. Um, but, you know, as far as like, oh, this looks like such one of their guys as an edge that they might potentially take him at 14 or even, you know, in the second round. I just I don't really those guys aren't on the top of my mind right now. I need to. Yeah. I don't know. More, any but of I just them, don't feel it. But yeah. I know that I in listening to all those coaches and GMs talk, a lot of them brought up pass rushing was mm-hmm. pretty deep. Um, it's a good now, edge class. And now I didn't like. I don't know all the individuals like I do with some of the wide receivers and in different spots. But I know like Brandon Bean in in particular was talking about tight end and corner, like everybody else has. Um, and then he mentioned pass rushers. Yeah, I would say I, I would say those are the three in order: tight end, corner, edge uh, are the three best position groups in this draft. Edge is going to go, I'd say maybe ten deep in the top fifty. That and it's guy like Will Anderson's at the top of the draft, right? Yeah. And then it, there's guys that trickle in behind that. Uh, you mentioned Josh Uche on a contract year, and if they're going to end up paying him, like a guy like Nolan Smith at 14 from Georgia after the combine he just had, I, it's yeah. not it's not totally out of the realm of possibility of just 
best player available on the board and and that's who we're going to take you know maybe they end up that the positions of need aren't really there at 14 and they don't love a trade back and uh, Nolan Smith is sitting there for them and uh, they end up taking him he's just one of those freak athletes off the edge have to resign uh two out of the three Duggar Uche Awenu Duggar Awenu yeah same Ooh, the way Uche came on though <laughs> I don't know. I might say Uche and Duggar. I would say Uche and Duggar, too. Yeah. Now, if you only had one. Duggar. Duggar. That would be my pick, too. Yeah, but Uche, man, he's rising. He's rising. He is, and, and i got to figure out if it's real. Uche's a classic. Yeah. Belichick realizes that it's not. it was Arizona in the fourth quarter against the backup tackle. That's why I said you got to figure out if it's yeah, real. Yeah, uh-huh. classic. Uh-huh. And, and to Paul's point, I think, too, it's like on when you, I really like him. Do I love him? Like, do I need him to stay here for ten years That's at right guard? That's why I brought that up early in the show. I said I want to get yeah. back to that. Like, but I, I think Awenu's a, a rock solid offensive. Yeah, no, he's a he's a beast. Um, but this is what you did, you know. Let's rewind. I don't know six years, and you re-upped Shaq Mason and Joe Tooney. You know, in Tooney's case, you franchised for big money. And it doesn't make your team all that much better. I'm not saying that you're not better with Michael Owenu than you would be Chase and Hines. But how much better are you? Yeah. It's yeah. the whole Cole Strange thing all <laughs> over again. I know. And I, and I would say, too, like, my comment was as much about can we retain some of our own players and build a core because it feels like, you know, as these free agent class from 2021 starts to, you know, expire and get out. I just I'm left wondering where's our core? Who are the guys that we've drafted that we really like that we're, you know, we want to build around that we want to make the Patriots franchise players. When we put guys up on billboards, who are those guys going to yeah. be? Fred touched his mic. You can't wow. touch the mic, Fred. Don't I touch the not. mic. Yeah. I don't want that hand looking at that <laughs> mic. Throw him in the bathroom. I can't I can't move my <laughs> mic arm. Don't move. Yeah. Uh, let's go back to the ace ticket hotline. Boston Cream out of Edmonton's on the line. What's up? Oh, boy. Hey, guys. Hey. Uh, thanks for all the off-season content. I uh, just want to say a couple things. First off, Evan, massive upgrade over Eric, who has checked <laughs> off for a couple years. <laughs> checked off. <laughs> no disrespect. <laughs> no, none taken. Yeah. Don't take it personally. The truth uh, is never um, mean. The question I have is, if Belichick drafts, another head scratcher this year how do you think the fan base reacts and do you think that possibly that's the next foot out the door for belichick i think the fan base will react the same way it does every year when he does that what is he doing he's a better coach than a gm he's but a... i mean i think to the I point agree. and to the point of last year was was undebatably not good and and a and a, and a bad year for bill you know i just and and talk compound it with the AFC East stuff with Aaron Rodgers and all that. I, you know, I, I, I don't want to, again, I don't want the optics of it, but I just feel like you need something for the fan base to feel like, Hey, we got some hope here well, that we're going to compete. Well, we've always teams. said that like the presence of Tom Brady in the AFC East forced other teams to make bad decisions yeah. because they were always like, Ugh. yeah, we don't beat them in two years and you blow it up. Could that happen to the Patriots? Like, you know, like you're, you're the way I'm, I'm looking at you while you're talking to it's like, oh, we've got to do something. <laughs> I would say it already <laughs> hasn't. Yeah. You know, Aaron Rodgers and, you know, <laughs> Josh Allen, we've got to do something. Like, could you make, could, could you see them making bad decisions? I think Buffalo and the Jets in the same situation that the Patriots have been the last three years would have already been on a second regime. Yeah. 
I, I mean, Already. I agree. It would have I mean, gone three I, years I, I, like I, that. I, yeah. I think last year is is it. That's it. Last year was a bad decision after bad decision. I mean, there you know, a couple doozies and ones that aren't just like, well, why didn't he play Malcolm Butler? Like, you blew up the whole offense, and, and we they never found their way. Like, you know, I, so Can they got to get it back down on the fairway. Was that a draft, result of feeling please? pressure? Blowing up the offense and I don't think so. I think it was more. I think it was the opposite. What it was the result? I think it was the opposite. I think it was the opposite. Money saving, (laughs) that too. But I think it was the opposite of, you know. I think we can figure it out. I'll leave that one. You said it, not me. (laughs) 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 I I just I look at the draft and like, just hit it down the fairway, please. Like, stop taking Cole Stranges in the first round. Like, you're not in that position anymore. Uh, and when I, I keep on going back to that introductory on-the-field thing where they, they march him out yeah. with Mr. Kraft and Jonathan and, uh, and and Mr. Kraft is sitting there saying, well, Bill says it's it's like Logan Mankins. It's like, okay, but, like, when you drafted Logan Mankins, like, you had Tom Brady. So, like, you could draft a guard in the first round. Like this is not, and Tom Brady would make the guard better, right? That's what he did to all his life. But but you had a, a Super Bowl roster already, and you were just looking to fill holes at that point in your lineup. And Logan Makins was a right. was plug and play. Now you need Tom Brady. Like you right. need, you need those. The, you you need the stars. You it's, don't need Cole Stranges of the world. Right. Well, it's like Buffalo taking Osiris Torrance. You know, at the end of the first round this year, which is it's like fine. there you are. That's what you're doing right. right now. You're drafting the best guard down there at the bottom because you can, and you've got the pieces. You have the four. 14th overall pick in the draft that there's no reason for that pick not to be a consensus yes like that guy was a top 20 talent in this draft 14 is this the famous boston cream by the way i was thinking the same thing Oh, oh uh, yeah. Oh, it, it, wow. So man. you're the Boston oh. Cream on, on Twitter? On, on the Twitter? Good. Oh, boy. Tip of the cap to you, my friend. Yes. You, 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 you crack me up quite frequently. Yes, you do. Thank you for your support uh, okay. over the years, too. Chuckle, guffaw. <laughs> LOL even yeah give him a follow how much time do you devote to your postings uh, well I work for the government so probably quite a bit <laughs> <laughs> alright well thanks for calling in I appreciate it yeah, I appreciate it. you calling in yeah. he is very funny he yeah. is very funny Boston Cream good, on good Twitter follow. Uh, Jack in Inaba good donut says big receivers don't fit in well in New England because big receivers tend to be prima donnas and Belichick has no tolerance for prima donnas. Not it. Big receivers don't fit in the Patriots culture. That's not no. it. Well, I will say this though. I will say this though. It may not be true anymore, but I think there there is something to be said for that in the past where Bill didn't want to bring in those big individual type personalities into the locker room you know i just don't yeah, think but that and look at the way they muzzled him <laughs> when he got here i don't but, think the but draft don't say is that that, that was why yeah but when, when there's the guys that he has personal like the guys that like he's chummed up with ocho yeah. cinco's one but of if those it was guys the reason why he wouldn't do something he there wouldn't be so many exceptions to that yeah like randy moss and chad ocho cinco yeah but like I, he's not anti but, I, but they, the but they, but I'm, we're talking. Yeah, we're talking. Yeah. I'm talking Tony about. Yeah. I'm talking about when <laughs> you're bringing in the yeah. top wide receiver in the dra- uh, in the free agent and paying him big money from the start. So he comes into the locker room being, if not the highest paid guy, the second to Brady. It's an uncanny. Or way of moving the goalposts. It's true. No, this is what I I'm agree. talking about. Everything you just said, I agree with. It's 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 what I'm but talking that's about. That's not the draft. That's not, that's no, not what the guy said. I said or drafting that top wide receiver in the draft who's going to come in on day one and feel like I, I'm, I'm telling you I, I don't have any proof of this but I, I know that that was something that Bill was worried about I don't have any proof of this either 
But I I really wholeheartedly believe that AJ Brown Instagram living himself from the parking lot after his top thirty visit here in Foxborough nope. was the reason why they didn't draft him. I I, I this uh, because I can't look at it from an evaluation standpoint and really think that they thought Nikhil Harry was a better prospect than AJ Brown. Like it just that blows my mind that that a team is as smart if, as if the you're Patriots. Right, could then do that's that. embarrassing. I I, like, I I mean I hope I you're think, not right. I think locker room culture is and always has been important okay, to Bill but, Belichick. See, don't, but don't, and, and, don't and equate I inclu- two things. But, I inc- but let me finish. And I, In culture, I include the pecking order of salaries. That's always been important. Okay, so why is drafting a wide receiver in the first round more of a threat to your salary structure than drafting a tackle in the that, first round? That, they I, make the same. No, that again, I said salary is important, but also that attitude of you know the big guy on campus on day one in – you know, I'm, I'm okay, telling well, you. I just hope that you're not right. Yeah. Because if we're closing ourselves off to talented players well, because we don't like the way they talk, yeah. I, then I, that, that's doing your team a disservice. I, think that's, I hope you're not right I think right that's an that. adjustment that Bill has had to make you know, post-Brady. But I think while Brady was here, that was a big thing. I think it was. If they don't trade for DeAndre wrong. Hopkins because of that. or I like, hope or you're wrong is all I draft can say. Draft JSN because of that. I think now, oh like I said, now – you might have to do that because you don't have Tom Brady. But yeah. I think back then he had the luxury of picking and choosing guys who he thinks fit into whether it's the salary scheme or the culture scheme. He could be choosy. But I think we're, but we're back to the system. I think he picks guys that fit into the system. I agree. And I don't think that he necessarily thinks that those guys are best fit. Now, when you get a guy like Moss, he can play in any system. He could do, you know. Bill used to say how uh, football smart he was. Yeah, I, and he was he, he was at a level intellectually higher than most. I mean, I mean, are you saying that any of the top receivers in the NFL right now couldn't fit into the Patriots that, system? That's of course my, they could. That, that's my yeah. point. Like, the, the, don't tell me that he's not getting these guys because I'm not interested in Jeff, Justin Jefferson or Stephon Diggs because they're divas. Of course they're divas. Yeah. But I'm saying now he, he can't be choosy anymore. You know, no. now you can't. You're staring down the barrel of yeah. fourth place in the AFC. So yeah, but I'm telling you that this is freaking out over here. Yeah, those things were important <laughs> in the past. Well, that, you know how they fit into. Then the I don't lot. think you maximized your championships. Now I'm th- rethinking the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> I think you could. Mm-hmm. I think you left several titles on the table now. Well, mate, that could, for some reason you couldn't have a guy who was confident in your locker room. I, judging from you know some of the callers on your station, I would agree. I think you're not alone. That's how that moron thinks. Yeah, you're not alone. He's an, he's as anti-talent at that position as anybody I've ever met. Who? Mike Felger. I'm talking about the callers, not Mike. Oh, I, don't know. I don't know the callers do. Mike Mike is anti-talent. He hates receivers. Really? Except for a certain type. Okay, <laughs> I, I'm, sh- I'm sure he okay. loved. That's a pregnant pause. I'm, I'm sure he loved Devonte Adams when he was with Green Bay. Uh, no, well, that's surprising. Probably said he. No, he I'm loves he loves Troy Brown. It. He loves Wes Welker. Ugh, they brainwashed him. He loves Julian Edelman. <laughs> oh, right. No. This is, this is why we get, oh, well, why don't they just uh, wait until day three and draft Charlie Jones from Purdue? Hey, because he ran a great 40. Why don't you stop it? Didn't look like you don't it. need like the a guy on the outside to take the top off the defense. No one's talking about the top off the defense. You need guys to make plays. Right. Right. That's why you I You need want. more than one kind of player. Yeah. When you had Gronk, that was fine with the slot guy. Yeah. If it was just the slot guy, it wouldn't have worked. No. I just get so jealous when I watch guys like Debo Samuel and Justin Jefferson. And, you know, you know they, they 
you know. Now you tell help, me. They'd help your team. Are those guys aren't not, not divas? Of course they are. Debo, Debo's like taking a video of the stadium as he leaves. I'll see you in a month, Bill. Like that's the epitome of a diva. And if that's why we didn't take them. Well, I got a problem with that. AJ Brown, the same thing. Like little Paul Perilla wearing Patriot footy pajamas, Mm. fanboy is really upset with that. I just if if we didn't take the guy because he was too brash. Yeah, Yeah. when Nick Casario was talking at the Texans podium uh, last week, I was I really just wanted like I just want to know. I'm not even like I'm not even making fun of them or or attacking them about it. But what about Nikhil Harry in that draft (laughs) made him a better player than Debo Samuel, AJ Brown, DK Metcalf, Terry McLaurin? Like what was it in your evaluation? Because if it's if it's Fred thing that he was the most humble of and the I'm group. Not arguing the with Fred, I'm not the arguing group. with Fred's theory, by the way. I'm just mad about it. Yeah. <laughs> There's a difference. Right, most right. Humble. If that was what it was, then you like, can't run a football team We can team only get like Larry that. Fitzgerald because he's the like the model human being at that position? I just... Like, not yeah. interested in Jerry Rice because he was, you know, too into himself. <laughs> I would love to just know what... Yeah. W- if, it, and if it was a football reason, then what was the football reason? Because... They were on an island all four with downs. that opinion. Yeah. All right. Uh, no, no, no. Mike, Mike Lombardi. He was, he was with yeah. him. You they are, were on an island an with idiot. that opinion. All right. Yeah, if, you, if you think that DK Metcalf is better than Keneal Harry, you're an idiot. All right. That's it for this edition of Patriots Unfiltered. We finished on a high note. Uh, we'll be back Thursday with more. Catch 22 also on Thursday. We'll see you then. Thank you for downloading this podcast. Subscribe on Apple, Google Play, and everywhere else you listen. Like the show? Please rate and review us. Listener comments and ratings help keep us high in the podcast rankings so new listeners can find us. Be sure to check Patriots.com for more news and more podcasts. The World's Original Podcast.